Cherry Pop Horror. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they your classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically, if it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry. We're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. All right, here we go. Oh, come on. It's just a bunch of hocus pocus. I'm playing the game I started in 1969. Jesus. Wet. This isn't what happened last week. Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated us. It wasn't fair. He didn't get out of the car, the duty car. Beep, beep, Richie. What are you going to do? Kill me? Stop Where's your third wish then? I do indeed you did, Alexandra. To be young again, I'm about to hit 30 and it already feels as though my life is on the decline. The economy is in recession, I'll never own property, jobs are limited, and everywhere needs you to already know the job before they'll hire you. It's madness. I may not be old old, but I'm already pining for my youth. To go to wild parties with my friends, maybe share a couple of drinks in the woods, maybe just hang out at the mall, check out the shops. I realise how life is never again going to be that simple. Hello, Dylan, and welcome back to Cherry Pop Horror, episode five for you now? Yeah, also, fuck you for the I'm nearly 30 and my life is over, (laughs) sitting over here at 32. You can't invalidate my life is ending critique, thank you. I'm doing it. (laughs) Fuck you. Deal with it. (laughs) You're just like, I'm older, so fuck you. Pretty much, yeah. Your house, but I'm older. Okay, okay. Speak to your elders. (laughs) No! And then someone sasses me and I'm like, excuse me? What did you just say to me, you infant? So, speaking of our youth, because this movie is all about youth Mm -hmm. being kind of wild. So, uh, what's something you miss about your adolescence? Not having to pay bills. Oh, God. God. Remember that? Remember when you just didn't have to worry about that kind of thing? And your day ended at like three? Yeah. You might have to come home and do half an hour of homework and that was it. If that. If that. Most days I got home from like got off the bus and just hung out at the dairy where my bus stop was with my two friends until like five o'clock and then i would go home and that would be my day i used to do my homework like during class (laughs) (laughs) they'd be like i did sometimes whenever the teacher was like talking i'd be doing my homework on the side or something like that or like if i finished the work they wanted us to do i just do my homework so i didn't have to do it later i tried to be a good little nerd but you know adhd brain i often just forgot to do my homework i know that's fair yeah i i think there's a lot of flaws in our current educational system because it's (laughs) mainly about remembering shit yeah not actually yeah how well can you memorize this information yeah i don't retain any of it yeah it's all gone burger yeah, I have an awful memory. Like, yeah. I, that's why I use, like, Google Apps for, like, everything. Because yeah. I'm just like, remind me. Remind me for everything, please. <laughs> Literally same. Have you considered that you might have ADHD? <laughs> I mean, it's quite possible. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't sit still. Is that a thing for ADHD? Like, I have to be doing something. My, par- Kinda, yeah. my partner's like, oh, come come cuddle for a bit. And I'm like, yeah, but what are we doing while we're cuddling? Like, I can't. I, <laughs> okay, that's a bit much information. I can't, like, not, not in, like, sexy times. <laughs> I'm not telling you about sexy times. That's for off mic. <laughs> okay, valid. <laughs> but, like, when we're just lying in bed or something like that, and he's just like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, just, just cuddle. And I'm like, I can't just lay here and stare at the ceiling. Yeah, I have same. To, I, have I have to be to doing do something. something as well. When yeah. I was dating Pixie, we would lie in bed cuddling, but we'd put, like, a podcast on to listen to. See, yeah. That's yeah. what I need. Or I need to be, like, playing a game on my phone or yeah. something. I need something. Yeah. Anyway. I miss, I, miss, I miss doing stupid shit in my adolescence. Just just general, not dangerous shit. There's I wasn't, nothing stopping you from doing stupid shit now. Well, now I feel, like, embarrassed about it. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> I say that and then, like, I see you at work and I just start twerking. And, <laughs> so like, and I sing so loudly that Georgia can hear me from the other side of the warehouse with her earphones in, so... <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was a, something I found out today. <laughs> that's impressive. I was like... I know how to project my voice really well because I'm a voice actor. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. But I was just thinking about, like, I remember when I was, like, 18, I lived around the corner from, like, a, a whole lot of shops and everything like that. And we decided one night that we were going to get drunk on, like, frozen frozen margaritas or something like that. Mm. Or we were drinking something. And it was just me and a couple of my friends from high school. We got quite drunk. And then it started raining. And we decided it would be really fun to walk around barefoot to where all the shops and things were and like dance down the streets with our little umbrellas and try and react reenact in fairness, like, that does sound fun it was like reenacting um singing, singing in, the rain. in the rain yeah yeah, yeah. we were basically very gay of you <laughs> i know right? <laughs> and they're like oh my god you're gay i'm like i oh, know right no one would have ever guessed <laughs> <laughs> when i started at work i took one look at your painted nails and i was like yep <laughs> I didn't stop painting my nails for quite a while after I started work where where we are now. Took How long have you been there? I've been there um, three and a half, nearly four years. I yeah, think. I've only been there like a year and a half, so yeah. Oh, that explains <laughs> Yeah, I swear, I swear you just appeared one day and I was like, oh, who's that? Who's that <laughs> fucking lesbian? Yeah. <laughs> well, that brings us nicely into our movie, which is all about... <laughs> Both the, both the fact that your last words were that fucking lesbian <laughs> and just talking about um, our youth. Uh, this week it was our final delve into the Fear Street trilogy. Our story finally concludes because this week it was my first time watching Fear Street Part 3, 1666, 2021. <laughs> Everything is different now. We can end the curse. For Shady said. What the hell? You see it now. Sarah! The devil has come to feast on our misdeeds. And his darkness grows within each of us. Sarah Fear, you know nothing good comes from those woods after sundown. Now. 
the thing is, is that now you have to go back and watch them all again. Yes, now I have to rewatch them all so I can, like, watch it with the knowledge that I have now that we've watched all three. Yeah, exactly. Because it makes it so much fun. You know how I got Anya to watch all three of them? Mm. We rewatched them because Lou hadn't seen it. Yeah. So we got her to watch it, and Anya was freaking out the entire time. She's got no poker face. She sucks at keeping shit to herself. <laughs> but, like, it hits so different on the rewatch. And now Lou was like, we got to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have a whale of a time showing this to, like, my partner or my mm-hmm. parents. We might do, like, a movie night, and I'll go with go around to my parents and watch it there. So good. It's really, really brave good. of you to watch but, it with your parents. <laughs> oh, my parents! Me and my parents watch all kinds of shit together. I suppose. Yeah. It's great. My mum's uh, a massive horror nerd. She's the reason I'm into horror. Fair. I don't actually know where I got it from. I it wasn't my mum. <laughs> Just rebellion. Probably, actually, <laughs> like genuinely, because I grew up so like you know, it was quite a religious house, Christian household. Yeah, yeah. And then so you start going to slumber that. parties. <laughs> I think that's why I swear like a sailor too. Yeah, just because it, yeah. it was taboo. Yeah. I just grew up in this environment. Yeah. My yeah. mum has a gargoyle in her like front hallway. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. She's And she's got a, like a replica Annabelle doll in like the glass cage from- and That's horrifying and I hate it. From the Conjuring movie. Yeah. She's got that. Yeah. St- my dad built it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're massive horror nerds as well. My mum's really scared great. of zombies. Zombies? Of all things. Oh, I've never found zombies. No, there's so many. That's a lie. Have you 28 seen, Days Later. I haven't seen that one, but have you seen Welcome to Raccoon City? It's like the newer Resident No, movie. I haven't seen the newer It's not one. a good movie. I'll put that out there right now. I'm not trying to say it's a good movie. I, I got that when I picked it up for $2 on Blu-ray. <laughs> Welcome to Raccoon City. It's only a couple years old. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was in the clearance bin. Incredible. Yeah, and it was 2 or $5 and you or something watched like it? that. No, I haven't watched you it yet. You have to watch oh it. Oh, my God. Anyway, we should talk Sorry. about the movie it's, we're here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the zombies Street. in that movie are really scary as well. That's good. Yeah. Because they weren't in the old Resident Evil movies. No, they anyway. Um, Fear Street. So we open on previously on Fear Street. <laughs> like neighbors. <laughs> Don't start that song. We'll be stuck Neighbors. <laughs> I'm leaving. Fear Street. Oh, you need it. Fear Street. Um, so we. <laughs> that was so tone deaf. Yeah, it was. But it's so accurate yeah. to the actual theme. Um, yeah, previously on Fear Street, we get a rundown of what happened in 1978 with the summer camp. We learned about C. Berman, who had previously seen the witch and survived. Uh, we learn about we learned about the rocks, which have all the names of the serial killers on it, yep. which basically is permission for them to get possessed and then murder a whole lot of people. Uh, and then we, the whole recap ended with Dina. Dana, sorry, Dana. No, Dina. It is Dina. E E N A. Yep. Okay, Dina reuniting with Sarah Fear. She reunited the parts of Sarah Fear, the hand which she got from um, the cave. The cave. Wait, no. No, it was buried under the tree in the mall. That's right. It was buried yeah. underneath the hanging tree. Yeah. With the body that they found in Fear Street Part One, which yep. was next to the crashed car. Um. And she woke up in 1666 as Sarah Fear. Yes. Love it. So, we open on Sarah. I'm going to call her Sarah, despite the fact that it is played by the same actress who plays Dina, because they are two people. Indeed. Yes. And I have a theory about that as well. Why all the characters are played by actors who were in parts one and two. Uh-huh. But we'll get to that. So we open on Sarah. Um, she's bloody. She's hunched over a water trough as someone is calling her name. Yep. She heads over. It's her brother, uh, Henry. Um, they're helping a sow give birth to pigs. Yes. 
Um, they hold the pig still, and she uses her knife to cut something to help the pig give birth. Yeah, apparently. It's off camera, so you don't really see it. No, it's off camera, and I was just like, are you giving the pig a C-section, or... Like, what's going on here? Pig C-section. Pig C-section. Because then we see the pig in the next scene, and it's perfectly fine. It's totally fine, yeah. And it's like nuzzling... Nuzzling? Nuzzling. Nuzzling. What's the word? Nuzzling. Nuzzling its piglets and stuff like that. All the piglets are, like, sucking at pig titties. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Inside... I'm just going to leave you with that. I hate you. <laughs> you love me, really. Mm. Inside, Sarah bags one of the pigs. She's going to take it for a gift, she says. Um, she's talking to her father. This is the first time we've ever seen... Um, actually, no, because they're different people. This is Sarah's father. I was about to say, this is the first time we see Dana with, like, a father figure. Yeah, because the 96... 90, whenever, 94. Dad is never on screen. Never on screen. We just get... We learn that he's sort of an alcoholic and possibly abusive or something like that. Oh, but, he's not abusive. No? I don't believe. No. He's just an alcoholic. Neglectful? Neglectful, maybe, yeah. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Because of the alcoholism, yeah. probably. <laughs> um, her father mentions that he's trying to marry her off mm-hmm. to a man named Solomon Good. Mm-hmm. And we know the name Good. We sure do. Because we had Nick Good mm-hmm. in 1978 and we had Sheriff Good in 94. Yes. Did I get the dates right? 78, 78, 94, yeah. And 94, yeah. Yeah. So we've had, the goods are constant in this series. Those two are technically the same person, but yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, they are the same person. They're both Nick Good. (laughs) Not even technically, yeah, they are the same person. They are the same person. Yeah. Okay, we had Will Good, who is the mayor. The mayor, yeah. The Uh, mayor. The mayor. The mayor. Sorry. I had to do it. Sheila. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I realized that Sheila cannot be Kate's aunt. No, oh, I was like, I think she might be, it can't be. Why? Because she's not uh, Shadyside. She's Sunnyvale. This is true. And also, you mentioned in one of the previous episodes that the killers only kill Shadysiders. Shadysiders. That's not true. Peter. That's true. I think he was just in the way. So it's a case of, yeah, but that's true with all of them. Like, if mm. you watch um, part two... Every single camper that gets killed is shady side. This is true. Yeah, it might have been a case of he was in the way because we know that um, once they've been sent after someone as opposed to just being possessed, yeah. they are like one track of mind. And if you get in yeah. the way of that, that's when you get killed. So, yeah, so. if you stand off to the side and let them pass, they'll go past. But he was yeah. directly in Skull Mask's way. So that's why he died. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely accept that. Um, yeah. So uh, Sarah's going to be married off to Solomon Good. She's not upset about this. They seem to get along fairly well, but she's not, you know, that excited about it. She's not excited about it. She's like, I am my own woman. And in 1666, that's quite impressive to have that mindset. And for people just to be like, okay. Yeah, for people to be like, you do you, boo. I'm still going to marry you off, but okay. Uh, Sarah heads out. She talks in code with a girl in the street who shows her a bottle in her basket. (laughs) <laughs> That's not a euphemism, by the way. Um, <laughs> Are we sure? It's a pretty gay it's, movie. It's a pretty, it's a very gay movie. Yeah. But I assume it's just a bottle of alcohol or something I like think that. So. Applejack, I believe. Apple, yes, they do mention later. later. Applejack. Applejack. Egg. Yeah. Um, same again with the boy who's shoveling manure. Mm-hmm. He's played by the same actor who played Simon. Mm-hmm. And, and the girl with the bottle was Kate. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was Kate and Simon. They're, they're back, baby. But. Not Kate and Simon. No, they're, obviously, because this different is people. a good 400 years ago. <laughs> yes. And this is where I put my note. I said, I love that the cast uh, of both the first and second movies are now playing new roles. This is like, I put it as, is this Dana's interpretation of what the past is using people from her own memory and her own knowledge? 
to fill in the gaps? Quite possibly, but they are also ancestors, I think, because the um, Kazi and what was his sister's name? Cindy mm. are there as well. Ziggy and Cindy, and are there. they are referred to as Burmans. Oh, okay. So you reckon? So they just use the same face to represent the same family. I, I think so. That's interesting. In as the well. same way that Solomon Good is played by the guy who plays Sheriff Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, some children sing a rhyme about the pastor. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. It was. Like, I can't remember. It's cool though. It's and like I, beware of the pastor or something like that. And it's yeah, it's in good fun. It, yeah, it's in good fun. They're they're not actually afraid of the pastor, and he jokingly tries to scare them. And he's like, ooh, yeah. and all the Cyrus kids. Miller. Cyrus Miller, yeah. bless. And I already knew that name because I put a note. Um, isn't that Sarah's first killer? Question mark. You know the one who was known for scooping out children's eyes? Question mark. <laughs> we'll maybe. Get, maybe we'll get to that later. I'll never tell. <laughs> Um, uh, we meet Constance, who's one of the kids. She is played by Sadie Sink, who played Ziggy. Yes. And uh, we also meet her sister, Abigail, who's mm-hmm. played by the same actress who played Cindy. Mm-hmm. Um, before they meet with Sarah, they're exchanging code. Mm-hmm. So it's again- the same, like, sort of passphrase kind yeah, of- Yeah, yeah, you know, like, when you're seeing, like, crime movies and stuff like that, yeah. and they give some- Wait, can I remember what it is off the top of my head? No, I cannot. No. <laughs> I can remember the I second the half. Pause. I can remember the second half of it, I think, which is like a good night to I... savor the fruits of the land or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And this, oh, the full the, the, moon. Yes, the full moon brings Some, great delight or something oh, like that. The full that. moon something, I don't know. Yeah. Something, something about like the that. full moon and then something about drinking. Um, <laughs> kids these days. Yeah. Um, Constance is not invited to this event. Um, and she's too little. Because she's too young, and she threatens to tell their mother if Abigail goes. Um, Hannah, the pastor's daughter, mm-hmm. is played by the same actress who plays Sam. Hey, girl. How you living? Dina's love interest in 1994. Mm-hmm. But this is Hannah, the pastor's daughter. So this is Cyrus Miller's... Holy Hannah Miller. Yeah, they all speak in Irish accents, too. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah, and I could not for the life of me keep some of these characters' names in my head, probably. I, I didn't even know half of them had names, to be quite honest. I just... Which is why I was kind of relieved when this movie, like... Because th- this movie says part three, 1666, but only about 40 minutes of this movie takes place in 1666. Yeah, roughly half of it is, yeah. yeah. Um, we get mild sexual... I put mild sexual tension between... <laughs> Between Sarah and Ooh, Hannah. Ooh, they flirting. And I was like, oh, yay, oh. we have lesbians. Oh, sweeter. This is why Dylan loves these movies. <laughs> yeah, this is why you love these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, she's go- she says she's going to get berries before the meeting. Oh, yeah. Um, they're interrupted by Hannah's mother, mm-hmm. who orders Hannah inside. So she continues to be a bigoted bitch no matter which reality we are in. What's a homophobe? Always a homophobe. <laughs> it kind of seems that way. Because the only other time we've ever seen Hannah's mother was... Sorry, the same actress was playing Sam's mother. At the end of part one. At the end of part one, where she's yeah. just like, how dare you embarrass me by being a lesbian. Yeah, basically. Much. So, yeah, great. Yeah. And we get more of her through this movie, which I kind of enjoyed. She's a good... Heartless villain. She plays the part well. Yes. Which is to say, I fucking hate her. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a, ma- a man stumbles out of a shack. This is 
Thomas? I think they call him Mad, Mad Thomas? Thomas. Mad Thomas. Played by Tommy yes. from part two. Yes, pay- played by the same actor who played Tommy Slater, the yep. Nightwing killer yep. from 1978. So great, we've got another reoccurring actor. He is such a good actor because I think of part three. It like, mm. I'm like, those are two different people. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. I, sometimes I forget that it's the same guy. <laughs> and part two, he was like such a sweetie. Yeah. Uh, up until when he got Until possessed. he started going. Yeah. And then he's just like, you know, mindless killing machine. Yeah. And then here he's just, he's an aggravating piece of shit. He's the worst. <laughs> he's a drunk, homeless, stinky looking motherfucker. Who just yells biblical shit constantly. Yeah. He's just a fanatic. Mm. He's, he's one of those guys that you'd see on like, <laughs> Queen Street or something like that with signs being like the end is nigh because the gays are around pretty or something much like yeah that. he's one of those um, he flirts with Sarah <laughs> sort of flirting and says he knows her secrets uh, he says something I like see a darkness I see, in yeah, you girl that's it he says like I see the darkness in you or whatever like yeah. that and he's like what are you on <laughs> I mean um, yeah, he, he grabs her and says he knows about her, because he tries to flirt with her or kiss her or something like that. He kind of comes on to her, but you can kind of tell that he does this a lot, probably with a lot of the girls. Probably. And she pushes him away, and that's when he's like, I know your secret, Sarah Fear. I see the darkness yeah. in you. He probably like smells that. awful. Oh, yeah, no. Sleeping with the pigs every night. And I'm pretty sure the shack he fell out of was probably, like, a uh, uh, toilet house. Yeah, probably. Like yeah. Which is probably where he was sleeping. Probably. Back to the poop cave. Do you reckon the poop cave <laughs> <laughs> Stick his head in the toilet and we're back in the poop cave. <laughs> um, Sarah heads out to the forest and meets with Solomon. He's sort of segregated himself from the rest of the village. Yeah. But I think it's because he's trying to start a... F- he says he's trying to start a farm. He's convinced that the soil out there is fertile and he'll, yeah. he's trying to plant it even though everybody's calling him crazy and he'll never grow anything out there. Yeah, everyone's saying, like, you can't grow shit here. And he's like, no, 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 the soil is great. We can grow something here. Yeah. So he's trying to start a farm there. Um, we see two graves outside the house as Sarah walks mm-hmm. up there. Um, Sarah gives him the piglet as a present. Mm-hmm. She's just like, here, we had a spare one, and we know that you could do with one? Mm. Question mark? <laughs> I guess. I mean, raise it, it's good meat. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Poor Wilbur. Um, yeah, he's a farmer and has become something of an outcast. We get that sort yeah. of idea. He's not, like, socially outcast. He's outcast himself from the rest of the town. Yeah, physically. Physically, yeah. yeah. Um, he knows about the meeting in the woods mm-hmm. that all the teenage kids are going to. Yep. And disapproves. Okay, not- Dad, I didn't ask for your opinion. No, no. He's like 20, 30 years older than, than Sarah. Oh, it Which, feels like that way. It is. He's not. Yeah. It, he's it not is old, gross, but very normal for the time. Yeah. I think he's supposed to be in like probably his late 20s. Late and, 20s, early 30s, something maybe. Like that. And Sarah fears, what, 17, 16, 17, yeah. something like that. So by in by 1600 standard, she's probably like an old spinster. Pretty much. Because wasn't it like by the time you were 12, you were supposed to have like six kids and a mortgage? <laughs> it's frightening, right? Yeah. Yeah. So night falls. Uh, Sarah leaves her house in the dead of night, sort of sneaking away. <laughs> Henry sort of catches her. And she's like, shh, don't tell. Yeah. And then she leaves. Uh, we see Lizzie, Sarah, and Hannah walk the woods together. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we learn Solomon lost his wife and child. They're sort of gossiping about it. Mm-hmm. So that's what the two graves were outside his house, which is very sad, but yeah. probably not uncommon for the time. Probably not. She probably died in childbirth or something. In childbirth or, you know, hygiene was not a thing back in the 1600s. What? I know, right? What do you mean white people didn't wash their ass? <laughs> Nobody washed their ass. Nobody washed their hands. Nobody. Yeah, it's gross. Good old 1600s. Other cult- and ancient cultures had a better sense of personal hygiene <laughs> than a lot of Western cultures. Oh, yeah, the did. Greeks were very clean, mm-hmm. weren't they? Mm-hmm. And the Romans, and as the well. Egyptians, I think. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. England and America just dumped. So it. England. Yeah, <laughs> England and England two point were just <laughs> colonizers. <laughs> we're just dumpster fires of plague and yeah. pestilence and it was great yeah good old times um um <laughs> uh, there's a known witch who lives in these woods we learn this as well she's not i love this as a as a stereotype mm. or what was stereotyped i guess back in that time you know she's a woman she lives alone in the woods Therefore, she is an evil witch. Oh, no. But everyone goes to her to be healed. You're leaving out the most important part of why she's a witch. Go on, then. She slept with a native. Is that what they said? Uh-huh. I missed that. Mm-hmm. She's a witch because she slept with a native. Or married him or something, yeah. How dare she? I know. Disgusting. <laughs> Mixed race. <laughs> <laughs> we are joking, everyone. I am <laughs> mixed race. <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's insane. But I love that as like, as a thing as well. They're like, oh, no, no, she's evil. She, she's not Christian enough. And then like, oh, I have syphilis. I'll go see the witch in the woods. <laughs> they I mentioned mean, needs that. must, right? <laughs> I know. But they actually mentioned that. Yeah, one of the girls probably slept with Mad Thomas. <laughs> yeah, one of the girls slept with Mad Thomas and got syphilis or something like that. And the witch actually healed her. So, you know, she... Probably just fucking washed her out. <laughs> She's convenient. Yes. She's there when it's needed, but otherwise is she's completely still this, socially like, outcast. Scary mythological figure at yeah, the same absolutely. time. She's she's a devil worshipper until, Americans, until you need something from her. Which is how Americans regard healthcare now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs affordable healthcare? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Not me. <laughs> absolutely. Anyway. But yeah. <laughs> So the, the three girls arrive at a cottage, they enter, and it's filled with, like, bones and, you know, bones on strings and stuff, like, traditional witchy stuff. Traditional witchy stuff. Traditional witchy stuff, you know? Rather like, than, like, like, like neo-witchy stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not that. Uh, like, what's neo-witchy stuff? Well, neo means, like, new. Right, okay. So new witchy stuff would be, like, I don't know, like, satin bags and stuff like that. I guess. As opposed to, like cat bones and yeah. that kind of stuff. She needs more, like, just black drapes and, like... I'm just trying to think of stuff from the craft now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the first thing I went to as well. Yeah. What was in the craft? Glass <laughs> jars? The craft? I can't even remember. <laughs> I love the craft, though. What a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, yeah, they spread out to look for the berries, because this is apparently where they get the berries from. Um... <laughs> The they're basically drugs. We haven't figured out by this point. Yeah, are drugs. The, 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 drugs. the berries are drugs. They're some sort of hallucinogenic uh-huh. something. Like they 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 eat berries and they trip balls, and that's what they <laughs> and that's what they need for this party. I made to eat berries and trip balls. I'm all out of berries. 
<laughs> just time to trip balls. Um, they have a look around. Um, yeah, they mentioned that the berries will make them see things. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, cool. Yeah, hallucinogenic berries. Uh, we don't really need to know what they are. We get the idea. Teenagers be doing drugs. Yeah, exactly. Even in 1666. Oh, so this is our rebellious teenage 1666s. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah finds an old book in a chest. It's some sort of spell book or a satanic book. Yeah. I was, I was, I didn't want to call it a satanic book because it's so, like, um, disrespectful to, like, Wiccan culture and stuff like that. But then there is actually just pictures of Satan. Yeah, she's not actually Wiccan, though. She's a straight up satanic yeah, witch. Yeah, she, so. witch is a, is a total satanist. It's literally got a list of a different names for Satan in it. Mm. Which Sarah then reads aloud for some reason. Why would you do that? And I was like, I've seen Evil Dead. I know what happens next. Yeah. <laughs> Don't read Latin Latin words you find in satanic books. You must not read from the book. Just don't do it. <laughs> it's filled with ritual spells and a list of um, a list of demons, as well as, of course, the name uh, the different names of Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, there's some other names of demons in there, like Azazel and stuff like Beelzebub, that. Yeah. Beel- yeah, Beel- Beelzebub. Is that is that another name for Satan, or I is that another demon? I think it's technically another demon, like a very prominent demon in Christian mythology. But mm. I think in secular. Um, viewings of it, it's often just used interchangeably just with one. Satan. Right, okay, because I know, like, Azazel is supposed to be another demon, I think. Yeah. But again, the same with that, I think it's interchangeable with Satan or, yeah. or Lucifer or whatever like that. Yeah. But yeah, there's a whole list of names and stuff like that. She's suddenly interrupted by the witch who lives there. She says that the devil lives in that book and will claim her if she's not careful. Mm. And I went, ooh, ooh. that's exciting. Oh my because God, saying, stop it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let you know for this, uh, for the first two movies, I didn't think Sarah was the villain. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> How? The first two movies, I'm like, they're laying this on way too Real hard. Real thick, I was yeah. Like, it's going to turn out in the third movie that she was actually, like, the one trying to protect everyone. Yeah, I had my suspicions, but, yeah. yeah. But this sort of, it did, I, I had a little little noodle in my head that was just like. Just just one? Just, just one just in the A single movie. solitary A single noodle. noodle. <laughs> like a tiny little worm that was just in my head going, maybe she is the villain. <laughs> And then it died suddenly. Um, I wonder what. (laughs) I I wonder. It can't be anything that happened in this. Um, The witch throws them out. I assume they got their berries. They did. I assume Lizzie founded the berries or something like that, and they just pocketed them. Next, we get the meeting in the woods. It's basically a 1600s kegger. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Just all the kids are getting pissed and doing drugs in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah, I was like, I was looking at this, I was like, this is the kind of party I like. Every time I watch that scene, I'm like, that seems like a lot of fun. We should organize something for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it just looks like fun. Yeah, and we probably wouldn't be able to. Screw these, like, club parties where you can't talk to your friends. Give me a kegger in the woods. This looks like fun. Genuinely. There's a whole lot of people making out and getting frisky, which for the 1600s would have been very naughty. Um, they drink and they do drugs. Hannah, Lizzie, Isaac, and Sarah start tripping. Hell yeah. It only takes one berry apiece for them to absolutely trip balls. I know. I'm so jealous. How strong are these fucking berries? Honestly. Or maybe they're just like, you know, they haven't had any drugs ever. Like, not even like... True. Their tolerance would be absolutely abysmal. Not even... I mean, 
painkillers, not a thing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the first time you take something that has an effect on your body like that, you'd yeah. probably wig out completely. They're just, like, black currants or something. Getting, say. like, a head of vitamin C, and they're like, whoa! <laughs> they, get, they somehow get Bill and Tedded to the future, and they, they're just like, oh my god, you guys use these berries to make black currant juice? <laughs> What's juice? Juice. <laughs> And you give them a little little glass of cordial and they fucking trip balls for three days. <laughs> it, would, it would be amazing. And that's not even the real stuff. <laughs> give the, you give them mushrooms or something and they just die. Oh my, oh my god. god. I want to try it now. We need to build a time machine so we can try this. Just take we could just do mushrooms and then we might think that we're in the 1600s. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Let's go to the woods and do mushrooms and pretend we're in the 1600s. That's one thing I haven't tried. No, one I thing I say is if I've tried, I've hardly tried anything, but... I've not tried anything. I've taken painkillers. <laughs> oh my god, you're such a bad boy. I'm so naughty. <laughs> <laughs> this one time I had a headache and I took two. <gasps> you Actually, I've, I've done poppers. But that's what are poppers? Poppers. It's the. It's. it's, it's <sighs> We're going to talk about sex again. So if you don't like gay sex, why are you listening to this? Podcast? Yeah. Why are you even here? <laughs> this, yeah. this entire series is about lesbians, but now we're going to lay some gay man sex on. So it's um, it's like this little, like a, not an incense, but it's like a little bottle of something you sniff, and it makes you like relax. Right. So, oh, so okay. So that it's easier okay. to go in yep. and out and in and you out know, again. Now that you say that, I have heard of that. Yeah. You've heard of poppers. I've heard of something that helps with that. I really didn't like it because it like made my heart race and it just felt like I was having an anxiety attack. That's fair. So that wasn't great. But I've said I'd, I'd try like pot and stuff like that if someone made brownies because I don't like the smell of the smoke. That's fair. The smoking can be kind of gross. Usually a bong makes it a lot easier though. Mm. Um, especially if you put ice in the Oh, it's so good. It's so smooth. Maybe one there. Or maybe someone yeah. will make pot brownies and I'll try one then. Yeah. yeah. I, it won't be me because I, edibles don't work for me. But, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have had mushrooms. I didn't have enough. Right. So I didn't do anything. Um, again, with ecstasy, didn't have enough, didn't do anything. Same night. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It was a it was a birthday party and the theme was like the sixties, so of course there was just uh it was drugs. Everyone was on like just questionable amounts of drugs so everywhere. So many drugs. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. We should get some of these berries. I think they seem like a lot of fun. <laughs> to be honest. And a lot less hassle than like smoking pot or trying to get your hands on anything else. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um we see a man starts trying to take Hannah. Um, uh, yes. Accusing her of teasing him. Yep. And he even tries to, like, take her shirt off or something like that. Yeah, he, like, he fully attacks her. He pulls down, like, the shoulder of her, yeah. of her, what do you call it, blouse? Blouse, I guess, is the word? I think it's a dress. Mm. Yes. He, he tries to pull down the shoulder and Sarah, Sarah stops the man. And this guy is played by the guy who plays Peter, by the way. Peter. Oh! Oh, I didn't even recognize mm. him. And his name is Caleb. His name's Caleb. Mm. Great. So... <laughs> I don't know if he listens. <laughs> He'll be guesting soon. Oh, will he? Yeah. Ooh, what movie is he doing? Um, Signs of the Lambs is oh, what he's asked to do. That's a good one. Because he's not seen it. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm surprised he's seen any horror movies. He's been making his way through. Anyway, we need to stop getting distracted. We do. Okay. This is bad. So, <laughs> Sarah gets um, attacked by this man who mocks her for teasing him. 
Um, she pushes him away and Sarah sort of stands up for her and then she mocks his erection. Which you see. He's full on pitching a tent down yucky. there. <laughs> Ew, yucky. It's, You're here for lesbians, not boners. I'm here for boners. Okay, fair. Yeah. But he's not, a, he's, you know, the whole trying to take her clothes off thing. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me. Her um, insult is incredible. Yes, she well. tells she tells him to go find a mule because maybe in the dark it'll, it'll actually... overlook his flaws. It'll overlook his flaws. And I was like, oh! And everybody else went, oh! Basically, yeah. It was that meme where they all just go, oh! Yeah. But 1600s version. Um, yes, yeah. and they're all white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that too. Um, yeah, basically tells him to go fuck a mule in the dark. Everyone laughs. Yeah. Hannah and Sarah run off together. Hannah tucks uh, a piece of moss, a piece of red moss behind her ear from her mm. like tiara I guess yeah it's which like really little... changes all of the symbolism of red moss in this movie yeah it does yeah it really does yeah it tucks a little bit of red moss behind Sarah's ear as sort of a thank you from her little flower tiara that she's got on, on moss you. tiara that's lesbian behavior Jacob that's a excuse me hey, lesbians girl. in my good Christian movie I think not it's more likely than you think <laughs> There will be no lesbians in my horror movies, thank you. I, I'm a hit out. <laughs> this isn't our third venture into lesbian <laughs> horror movie. To be fair, the second part was very straight. Uh, yeah, actually it was. Yeah, I don't think they were straight. There were no gays in that movie. Oh, well, apart from Dina and Sam. But it was only a minor part. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, yep, the, the moss is tucked, tucked behind Sarah's ear and they start making out. Yeah, they do. And there's a little bit of, a little bit of titty grabbing. Uh-huh. A little bit of... <laughs> you are gay. <laughs> wow. What else do you do with titties? Do you not honk them? Not generally, no. Oh, okay. And it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little bit of titty grabbing. There's a little bit of going under the skirt. Mm. There's a lot of making out. There's a little bit of going down. Hey. Uh, it's very hot. It's was, a really hot sex scene. I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um... They hear a twig break behind them and it completely breaks the mood. Of um, course. Yeah. God rest anyone trying to enjoy this scene because it's suddenly ruined. Yeah. Someone's watching them. Regrets. <laughs> they, they basically turn around and we see sort of a black figure, a shadow. We don't see who In it the is. trees, yeah. Behind the trees and they run off. Yep. And Sarah and... Hannah freak out because, you know... As you would. Someone saw them being lesbians. Yes. Which is uh, a big no-no. Mm-hmm. A big naughty. Don't do that. And yet... And yet... We want to see more. <laughs> they run back to the camp, basically, with everyone else. Hannah is scared. If someone tells them, they'll be hung. Yep. Which is, yeah, just par for the course for being LGBTQ back in the day. <laughs> Great. We'll burn them, stone them, beat them to death, hang them... Throw them on the fire with the rest of the faggots. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Good times. It's great. <laughs> and they're like, why do why do we need a pride day? I'm like, I don't know, maybe hmm. because we kept being burnt alive. <laughs> and continue to continue being murdered. Anyway. Yeah, let's not talk about the shootings that, is, that are going on in America at the moment. Let's not. Sake. Um, they kiss each other. Ooh. Ooh, right there in the middle of town. Scandalous. Yes, and we see that um, Madge Thomas has seen them. Uh-huh. They don't know that, they don't know that they've been spotted. And I was like, oh, was Mad Thomas the one that spotted them in the woods as well? We don't know. Mm. Could be. He laughs and calls them sinners. 
I, Ooh, burn. I, I couldn't tell if he was actually going to do something about this or whether he was just enjoying the fact that he knew about their secret. Because a little column A, a little column B. Yeah, Matt Thomas is a bit mad. What? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Fucking revelations over here. I've seen this movie a million times. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> lesbians. <laughs> He actually does have a little giggle to himself. He does. That's why I always like, is he just enjoying the fact that he knows and doesn't actually give a shit? He's just wasted. He's just wasted out of his head. Which is why I don't understand how anybody puts any stock in anything that he says, because he's literally always drunk. That's true. Because later on, he starts yelling shit and people are like, yes, yes, let's believe the man we call Mad Thomas. Yeah, he's the one who kicks everyone up into a frenzy. Yeah. Why are you listening to this guy? Yeah, we'll get to that. At home. Sarah remembers the night's events. She's sort of reminiscing to herself. She's like, oh, that was fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, but here's a scratching. And I was like, oh, oh was it? it's, it's her dog. Yeah, her dog interrupts her when she's about to, um, you know. When she's thinking about the fun Get fizzy times. with herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dog, dog runs in, hops in the bed with her, and she goes to sleep. Yeah. Sarah is then woken by Henry. Mm-hmm. He's kind of mad at her because she slept in and he's basically covered for her. Yep. Good good brother. Yeah, which is a fun little parallel as well to the first movie when he was like, you get out of your room, you've been in bed all day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a role reversal for the two characters. Well, no, it's the same. It's the same roles. She's the one in bed and he's the one waking her up. Yeah, but he's he's now the one doing all the chores when I in, see, in I 1994. See, I, see, I, see, I see what you mean. Yep. Dina was the one doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously, if it didn't, I can't remember if we mentioned Henry's played by the same actor who played Josh. Yes. Dina's brother in yeah. 94. Um, she sees the, or she feels the, the moss in her hair and has a little smile to herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she her said, hair is glorious, by the way. Oh, yeah. It's oh, my God. fucking stunning. Oh, my God. Beautiful. It's so, so thick and curly. Thick and wavy. And yeah. It's, oh, oh, gorgeous. It's up there with like Ziggy's hair from part two when I was just like, I want that color hair. I like Dina's hair better. That's fair. It's just, ah, it's magnificent. Anyway. It's almost chair hair. Almost. It's not quite poofy enough to be chair hair. I'm struggling to think of like, I'm so used to chair having like straight hair. Oh, really? No, when I think chair hair, I think of the massive like three times the length of her head, but giant and wavy. Okay, yeah, we we have very different relationships to share, I think, <laughs> to be fair. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, she sets out food for the dog, um, but sort of can't find it. Merry boy. Merry boy. Yeah, can't she, find him. She can't find the dog. Um, she's scared by Hannah. Well, she's she sort of looks she's in like startled. A, yeah, yeah, she's startled because she's looking in like a like a passageway or something like that for Merry Boy yeah. the dog, and then. Hannah kind of just appears. Hannah appears yeah. and he's like, I need your help. There's something wrong <laughs> Come with her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so saying that there's something wrong with her father, mm-hmm. who is Cyrus Miller. Cyrus Miller the pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah's father sits and mumbles to himself. We hear flies buzzing around him, and Hannah says her father is not the same. Something's wrong with him. Sarah says he needs medicine, not the Bible. Yes. She's right. Great. I also love the way that Hannah describes it. She's like, it's like something crawled in from the night and put on my father's skin. Oh. Oh. 
great description. Disgusting. I love it. <laughs> yeah, what a great description. Yeah. It really does set your teeth on it. See, the writing is so good. Yes. Anyway, yeah. And I love the fact that, yeah, because um, Hannah's like pouring through a Bible and she's like, I don't know which verse will help him. Yeah. And um, I almost called her Dina. Sarah. Yeah. Sarah's like, no, he needs medicine. Yeah. Stop looking Let's at Let's go him. see the witch. <laughs> Let's go see the witch in the woods who cures syphilis. Um, <laughs> He's probably just got the clap. It's fine. <laughs> He's mad with the clap. <laughs> he um, also slept with Mad Thomas. <laughs> who hasn't? He's so sexy. I love his black teeth. <laughs> oh, so hot. My God. All that pig shit on his face. Mm. Mm. Yum. I'm straight suddenly. Mm, daddy. Um, <laughs> actually, if you look at the actor, he's very attractive. I haven't looked at him outside of these movies. Okay. So. You should look at his IMDb profile. I was should like, I? Mm, damn. You won't appreciate it. I won't, no. <laughs> Hannah says her mother suspects them. Mm. She's um, she's not to see her anymore. Yes, she's yeah. not to see Sarah anymore because of the lesbianisms. <laughs> because of the lesbianism. Yes, we zoom in specifically on a little Bible quote about homosexuality. Um, can I just mention a little workaround when we have it? The, the passage says, If a man should lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman... Um, then they shall be put to death. It is an abomination. Yeah, it is an abomination. They shall be put to death or whatever like that. Sarah and Hannah are both women. They're not men, actually. Yeah. So shut They're up. not technically men. So actually, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So lesbians are totally fine. Yeah. This doesn't help me if I were in 1666. No, you'd I, be fucked. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be fucked. Well, I might be fucked and then I'd be killed. Uh. <laughs> as long as there's a mad Thomas around. I mean... <laughs> Mm, I love that Sisyphus. No, Sisyphus. What was it? Syphilis. <laughs> Two very different things. <laughs> we don't know. They might be the. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking about the myth of Sisyphus and how that relates to having syphilis. And you're like, hmm, could be. <laughs> Repeatedly rolling a boulder up a hill. I don't know. I've never had syphilis. I don't. I don't know. What it's like. No, I don't know what it's like. Yeah. Um. Hannah thinks their kiss is what caused her father's sickness. Uh, Hannah's mother enters, throws Sarah to the ground, like fully just grabs her by the hair and Hauls slams her. her. No, yeah. slams her into the floor oh, first. Oh, yeah, that's right. To yeah. yell abuse at her. Yeah. She is a violent <laughs> like, bitch. And the minute Hannah stands up to sort of defend her, uh, mother slaps her. Yep. She's like, shut your whore mouth, basically. Much. Yeah, you fucking dyke. <laughs> Damn dirty lesbians. Yeah. And then um, apparently we, we learned that Thomas told uh, Hannah's mother about them and their kiss. Yep. And Sarah is thrown out of the house. Yep. For bringing shame to them. Big old spectacle. Everybody sees it. Everybody yeah. hears. What did what did the mother say? Like God knows, God knows what you are, girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and throws her out of the house. Um, apparently, Thomas has told the whole town. Of course, he has. Which is quite impressive in one night, because this is like, what did he say? It was like it was like ten a.m. or something like that when Henry woke her. Gossip. You yeah. tell, like, two people, and that shit would spread like wildfire, especially in a very small town. Mm. Um, Thomas is telling the town, yeah, she calls Sarah a corruption and throws her out of the house. Bit harsh. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, because basically she's just like, you know, you've corrupted my daughter, you've made her a damn dirty lesbian, <laughs> and I will, <laughs> I will not accept this get out of my house, and yeah. then throws her out. 
The village. Like my teenage years. Anyway. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, the villagers stare at Sarah. She basically stands up after having been thrown out, and she stands up, and everyone is staring at her. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Her father says this land is special. Yep. Sarah's mother knew it. He says that he's failed her and her mother. Um, he says there's always a, there's always been a strangeness about her. Um, and she's too much like a boy. She, he thinks basically that because Sarah's mother wasn't around anymore, she had too much male influence and that's what's made too her. Too much freedom. And too much specifically freedom. Said, yeah. That's right. Too much freedom. This one hit home a little, a little too close to home for me. You did mention when we were talking about this that the third movie does have a bit of religious it, trauma for you. Yes, but that, that line specifically, uh, where he said, I failed you. Literally, when my mum found out, she said, I feel like I failed as a parent. It's a guilt trip. Yeah. It's nothing but a guilt trip. Literally, yeah. It's and just... me being a 15-year-old child completely bought into it. Yeah. yeah. As, as you would, because mother is God. Exactly. You know. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. Um, yeah, he says he's failed her. He says there's always been a strangeness about her. She's too much like a boy. Mm. And he basically leaves her to her thoughts and, like, shuts himself in his room or something like that. He's drunk as well, which is a um, nice little parallel to Dina's dad. Is he drunk? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hadn't picked up on that. But that, yeah, that is a nice parallel to Dina's death. Washed. (laughs) Totally out of it. Roasted. I don't know. That's the wrong word. Roasted. Like toasted. That's the word. Like a chestnut. (laughs) Shut up, Jacob. I know the kids we go. I'm. I'm. I'm cool. Hello, fellow children. That's Steve Buscemi. How do you do, fellow kids? Yeah, basically, that's what you and I feel like. Oh, what I feel like at work sometimes. Yeah, because you're ready to get turned. (laughs) <laughs> who's ready to get roasted <laughs> I'm never going to live that down next time we have a party you're going to be like roasted <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be like, who wants to get totally roasted and like, no one else is going to know what the fuck no, I'm talking about no be like when Jamie said I was zooted and I absolutely lost my <laughs> shit were you there at that party that oh, was, I might have been I believe it was my birthday oh yeah I was there for yeah. that yeah 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 Jamie just offhandedly commented that I was zooted and it destroyed me I was like in hysterics in the kitchen for a solid 10 minutes Sarah sort of tries to make herself busy in the house, I think, is what she's doing. Um, she basically goes to clean up the food and realizes that everything on the table is, like, in late-stage rot. Total rot, yeah. Like, Disgusting. there's apples that were probably, like, eaten that sm- that morning are now, like, green and white with mold. And they're, like, yeah, they're, black like, on the inside. She pours, caved in. Yeah. She pours grain from, like, a sack. Like a sack of grain, and it's infested with like worms, worms. and what looks like centipedes and yeah. other nasty bugs. Yuckies. Stuff uh, that should definitely not be in there. Mm. Although, protein. Yeah. You know? You know? You don't Biggest have to add bacon to your- in 1666. You don't have to add bacon to your porridge now. It's already there. Uh. <laughs> you, just, you just need to boil it. Bacon in your porridge? It's an American thing, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. That's bacon true. and eggs in porridge. I, I always think of Mulan, you know that scene where you- That's literally it! Yes. I just think that popped into my head! When Mushu- and it's happy to see you! Thank yes, you! Yes, Because Mushu makes a porridge, Listen. it's got eggs and bacon in it. I'm a masked lesbian, I grew up as a tomboy, Mulan was my favourite Disney movie. I love Mulan. Oh my god. A Hunchback of Notre Dame is my favourite. But- ne- I don't think I've ever actually seen Hunchback of Notre Dame. You should watch it, it's kind of traumatising. 
That's kind of why I haven't watched it, to be quite honest. <laughs> Although there is a lot of religious trauma in that. Exactly, so. yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe not. Maybe wait until you're ready for it. <laughs> um, Henry calls her over. Yeah, she's distracted after she, she pulls out the grain. There's like worms and shit in it. And then she's immediately distracted by, by, by someone calling her name. Stop laughing at me. I got it. <laughs> Dylan's trying to catch a fly while I'm talking. <laughs> it was distracting. It was right in front of my face. Um, so Henry calls her over. The mother pig that they helped give birth, like, the day before, has eaten all of its young. Which I find funny as a, oh, my God, it's an omen, because if they keep... Pigs do that. Yes, pigs do If they keep pigs, they know that they do that. Yeah. It is a... I wouldn't say a common thing. It literally happened, again, when I was dating Pixie, she lived on a farm. There were a lot of pigs Mm. around, and she, she was showing me the babies, and they were super cute, and then she was like, yeah, like... The mum ate one of them a few weeks ago. I was like, what? <laughs> usually, yeah, usually it's like one or two, probably like the runt or yeah. the one that's not getting enough yeah. nutrition or I something like that. I suppose it is the fact that it was all of them. Yeah, the fact that it wasn't the entire litter, a healthy litter of yeah. piglets, yeah. and it ate the entire litter would be unusual. Yeah. Um, Sarah asks Henry for the axe, and she kills the sow. Uh, Sarah walks about the town. We see that all the, the sort of pestilence has sort of spread everywhere the food is rotting i think it's um isaac is like taking a bite from an apple and it's already rotted yep which is nasty disgusting there's yep. animals going wild like horses are unsettled yep. they can't use them to pull carts or anything like that and there's a group of people gathered around the well because they can't get the bucket up yep it's caught uh, on something. Yeah, it's caught on something is what they say. Eventually, they manage to push the rope free from whether, whatever it's caught on, and they pull it up, and there is Sarah's dog tied to the rope. Mm, poor Mary Boy fell in the well. Mary Boy not fell in because was, it was tied to the rope. Oh, was it? I thought he just got tangled up in it. I assumed he was tied to the rope. That's really, like, yeah, who would do that, though? I don't know. I mean, the obvious answer is, you know. Yeah. But like. Who we find out later, but I wouldn't understand end. why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, maybe you're right. Maybe, it, but I don't get how the dog would fall down the well. It would have to hop up onto the side and then fall in, but I don't see mm. really that happening. I feel like dogs falling into well is like a thing. Into wells is like a thing. But the dog disappeared during the night as well. Yeah. Because it was with her. It came to snuggle with her after the party and then was gone in the morning. Yeah. So it's a bit ambiguous about what happened, but regardless, Merry Boy is dead and Mary Boy. poor Merry yeah, Boy. We, we hate dog a, dies. Yeah, <laughs> we hate a movie where they kill the dog. It's yeah. never fun. Um, the, basically, the water's poisoned now because it's had a dead animal in it. Yeah, it's it's infected. They can't use that well. God, I'm glad I don't live back then. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It'll make them incredibly sick. No, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> She'll be alright. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit of corpse water. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> corpse water. Yum. Yeah. Put hairs on your chest. <laughs> Extra protein. <laughs> um, while this is happening, Thomas is preaching about sin. Sin has come and tainted their land. It's his favourite thing to do is preach about sin. Yeah, love it. Not the fact that, you know, he tried to, you know, get with probably half the girls in town. Yeah. 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 Unmarried. Yeah, the rules don't apply Which would- to him. I love I love religious rules because yeah. they're always yeah 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 but I can yeah rules for thee not for me yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah uh, Sarah sweeps her house 
Solomon knocks and enters. He gives her a sheath for her knife as a gift. Uh, thank you for the sow. Mm. Uh, sorry, for the piglet, not the sow. Um, and she tells him about a shadow watching her from the woods when she did her naughty thing. Sorry, I just realized something. Go on. I mean, obviously... Ugh. No, I'm not going to say it now because it's a bit spoilery. We'll get, we'll get to it later. Okay, yeah. Bring it up again. Yeah. yeah. If I remember. <laughs> yeah. She basically confesses her, her sin to Solomon and says, you know, I think I'm responsible for this pestilence that's come upon us mm-hmm. on our land um, because she had a dirty lesbian kiss. Yeah. And then a bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but now she now she's got gay guilt. Yeah. Which is never a good thing. No. Sarah confesses there's something wrong with her, is what she says. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with you, girl. You just be, you be a proud lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Pride. You dive in that muff. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're so gay. <laughs> Why? Wait, I've never heard a single queer woman use that phrase. <laughs> it's all straight people or gay men. <laughs> it's because gay men know nothing about it. Exactly. That's why I was like, you know, you just, she gave a little squeeze of the boob, just on her. You know, it's... <laughs> What else do you do with boobs? I don't, I don't understand. What do you use them for? I'm not going to get into details. <laughs> you need to give me the birds and the bees about women. No, I really don't, actually. I think we can move right past that. <laughs> we have an understanding. It's fine. <laughs> um, Sarah confesses, yeah, that there's something wrong with her. Uh, she says, maybe I was born wicked and strange because she said she's always been like this. She's always sort of been an outcast, I guess. She's always been different. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, uh, you know, the devil was in the woods and Solomon defends her. Solomon, in this point, good guy. Good guy, yeah. He's like, you made him. I mean, he calls it, he doesn't really call it a mistake. He No, he, he does. He calls it a dalliance. A dalliance, that he was it. He calls it a dalliance. You had a dalliance in the woods. But it's it's over now, and you know that's not what's caused this. Yep. Thomas is just crazy. He's yeah. mad. Also, He's mad. Thomas. He he makes a point of saying, you know, you 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 can't accidentally summon the devil. You have to. Yes. You have to want it. You have to mean it. You have to invite him in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The devil doesn't just happen upon you. You have to invite him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sarah says she's afraid because she feels for Hannah. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't just a dalliance. It wasn't just a dalliance. It's become something more. She says through tears. Yes, which is so heartbreaking. Yeah. Solomon says the devil is not summoned by chance. It is a choice, one that Sarah did not make. Exactly. He comforts her and tells her he's there for her when she needs it. Great. Love this. I was like, you are a good man. Yeah. Yeah. It was refreshing. I know, right? Someone who's not like, ooh, you kissed a woman? I need to burn you. (laughs) Yeah. There's at least one rational person. (laughs) I mean, mean, we we get the idea that Sarah and Hannah's friends, like Lizzie and Isaac and and Abigail and stuff like that. The younger ones are fine. Yeah. Yeah. They're all just like, ooh. Yeah. You got a girlfriend. (laughs) Basically, yeah. Because we see their faces later when stuff happens and Mm. they are fucking mortified with what their parents are doing. It's so heartbreaking. Yeah. It makes me so sad. A scream breaks this moment between Solomon and Sarah. We cut to a wild crowd and we learn that the pastor um, has locked himself with a dozen children inside the church. Yeah. People are trying to break in through the front door, but they can't get in. Um, so Solomon goes around the back and he and a couple of the other men, I'm not sure who it was, managed to break down the back door. 
Solomon sort of falls inside as they as they do this, and he tells the other guys to, you know, keep the crowd back mm-hmm. while I check what's going on. He goes inside, and he finds the children. Or in the pews. In the pew, sat in the pews, sort of at attention yeah. as well. There's a couple who are sort of like lulled on, on their yeah. sister or brother's shoulders. As and stuff at like attention that. as you could be. Uh, yeah, as it. Yeah. We see the pastor is. Um, what do you call that thing? The At the front of the church, you know where the pastor makes his, you know, grand obnoxious speeches. Um, I know, but I can't think of it. I can't remember what it's called. The, the sort of. Yeah, I feel like it's a pay word. I want to say pulpit. I don't think that's Oh, no, I think you might be right. It might be a pulpit. I'm going to Google it real quick. Okay, do it. Yeah, it's like the little... It's this time where you like... The pastor keeps his Bible and stuff like that and where he he yells out to his congregation. Yeah, it's a pulpit. A pulpit. Oh my God, I'm so smart. (laughs) I'm cutting that line when I edit. (laughs) Jacob, no. no. Everybody needs to know how smart I am. I'm, I'm not just good looking. <laughs> I'm not just a pretty face. <laughs> I'm not just funny and charming and handsome. I'm also really smart. So the, the pastor's um, standing at the pul- pulpit mumbling to himself and we can sort of hear mm-hmm. sort of a banging, a metallic bang. Mm-hmm. Um, we can also hear the flies, which we already know from parts one and two is a great indication that somebody is currently being possessed. Yeah. Which also laid, um, <laughs> gives credence to the idea that Sarah is not the not the instigator of these yeah. possessions. Yeah. Unless you assume that she does it by her sin, not by choice. Yeah. At this point, I think it's pretty clear that whatever happened, it was not her fault. It was not Sarah's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people try to get in. Um, they're basically trying to bum rush the two guys who are trying to hold them back. Um, Solomon, Solomon calls out to the pastor, um, as he finds a bloody sort of flesh pile in the middle of the aisle. He sure does. And we get a good close up of it and it's a pile of eyeballs. It sure is. It's just a pile of eyeballs. So it's like, oh yeah, the pastor who scoops out the children's eyeballs. Oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Remember him? I put the pastor looks up and sort of had a little giggle to myself. <laughs> oh my god, Jacob, you're so funny. Because <laughs> he has also scooped out his own yeah. eyes as well. It's funny because he doesn't have any eyes. And so he doesn't really look up. Oh he my just sort god. Of... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> fucking patronize me. But it's so much fun. <laughs> Stop, no, don't. I hate it. it. You're humiliating me. <laughs> The the pastor's head moves up, um, basically, in, I, I guess, in retaliation to Solomon calling out to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his eyes have been gouged out, and we see the children um, throughout the church, all of whom have had their eyes scooped out, and we get a nice close-up of the little, I don't know what it is, like a little metal hook or something, which is what he's banging yeah, on the pulpit. Yeah, some kind of, yeah. It's like a little metal hook thing, which is clearly, like... I he, can't remember what it looks like, to be honest. It's a hook. Like, it's yeah. an actual point. And it's like, it would be much easier to scoop people's eyes out if you had, like, a melon ball or, <laughs> a, or like, an ice cream scoop or something like that. Doing it with a hook must be... Because those eyeballs were whole as well. They sh- Yeah, he did a good job. He did a damn good yeah, job with... For a pasta, like, <laughs> he's never butchered an animal in his life. Linguini or spaghetti? <laughs> 
Shut up. <laughs> Every single fucking time you've said pasta this entire time, my brain has gone, hmm, pasta. <laughs> I got to the joke first. It's mine. I claim it. <sighs> Finally, you have this one. Yay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Throw you a bone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so all the children are missing their eyes, as is the pastor. He scooped them out with the fucking pointy thing, whatever that was. The mob eventually breaks in. They overpower the two men who were supposed to be guarding the door. And everyone sort of floods the church. Yeah. To sort of cradle their dead children. A lot of dead kids, including Sarah's brother. Sarah's brother Henry is dead in the front row. And you've got, um, um, I forget her name, Ziggy. Abigail, Abigail finds uh, Constance. Constance. Or, Con- or Constance finds Abigail. Abigail remember. finds Constance. Abigail finds Constance. Yeah. And she's dead. Very, they're all very dead. Lizzie's younger sibling is also in there as well, I believe. Yeah, and the the two black girls as well. The two black girls who we saw in a flash from part two. Yeah. After... Alice touched the pulsating mass of flesh. And she running in a panic through the caves. Yes. So we've actually seen a lot of these corpses. Yeah. Just in a flash. Yeah. Which is very nice attention to detail. Which Which also makes the rewatch really fun. Because you can pinpoint every single corpse in that scene. That's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. That's so great. Um, So Sarah runs to the front, finds Henry's body, and screams. And that's when the pastor gets down from the the pulpit mm-hmm. and starts heading towards her. Solomon screams out mm-hmm. for Sarah to look out and stabs stabs him with a pitchfork. Yeah. Full on just right through the side. Yeah. Um, Thomas announces witchcraft. Of course he does. Because, yeah, let's all listen to the loony man. Yeah. It's like, it reminds me of The Mist. Have you seen The Mist? I the- have, but not for a very, very long time. I listened to your episode about it. Mm. Where they're like, they're like, oh yeah, she's just like the town loony. Nobody listens to her. Oh, the religious woman. Yeah, the crazy religious woman. They're just like, oh, she's just fucking nuts. Nobody pays attention to her. And then something bad happens and some people die and then everyone starts listening to her. It was really funny. I watched that movie with my mum. And she got so offended by the portrayal of the Christian lady being crazy and all this kind of thing. Like, we're not all like that. And I was thinking in my head, in America, they kind of are, though. <laughs> like, there's a lot of nut bars. And yeah. Like, even, obviously, here, like, you know, personally, not with you, but, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. another level. And that's basically what's happening here. You know, there's a panic. And whenever there's a panic, everybody turns to the one person who can offer uh, an explanation. Yeah. No matter how ridiculous that fucking explanation may be. Mobs are dumb. Mob people are stupid. People are real dumb when you get them in a group. Yeah. And that's basically what Thomas is doing. Thomas is going, it's witchcraft. And everyone goes, yes, it must mm, be. Yes, indubitably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> indubitably. Thank you, mad Thomas. <laughs> we all believe you now. <laughs> we would never have figured this out without your insight. Mm. That night we see everyone is locking themselves away in their houses, basically. They're doing the whole um, smearing goat's blood on the door. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. To, to ward off evil. Um, Solomon says they're basically having a town meeting. Mm-hmm. All all the town's men. Yeah, specifically the men. I think there is like two women in there. I was specifically looking for them. I'm surprised they let them in. I know. <laughs> I think um, the probably Hannah's. Yeah, mom. I think Hannah's mum is in there, and another woman who I didn't recognize. Yeah. Um, it's probably because she is now the head of that household. Maybe. After That's not how that works. She's no, a it's, woman. It's not, but this is a small yeah also, small she, settlement. It was her husband that so you know yeah yeah. And until she's married off, she is the head of the household. Mm. Um, 
Solomon says that the madman is dead, but the crowd says uh, he was the priest and would never do something like he this. He was a good man. He was a good man. I was like, not every priest is a good man. I mean, truth, but... I'm he, just saying. Yeah, in this he case, was. he genuinely did he, seem like he, a good Yeah, man. he did seem yeah. like an actual good man. And because it's such a small community, everyone would have known him. Yes. But, you know, sometimes so unfortunately, people do just go insane. Unfortunately, you can kind of see where they're coming from in that, like, yes. this perfectly good, like, normal guy. Like, like every serial killer story you hear where they're like, oh, he was a pillar of the community. Or, like, like he was so charming. Yeah. Until he murdered eight people. From pillar to killer. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could take credit from that. I cannot. <laughs> but you cannot. Shout out, and that's why we drink. Yeah. <laughs> that night, uh, yep, everyone locks themselves away. They have their meeting. Um, we see a shot of the children's corpses covered in sheets while they're talking about how the pastor would never do this. Yep. Mirroring the, uh, mirroring the second from, movie yeah. where we had all the campers who died laid out in a row just like this. Yep. Very good, and I love the symbolism also between cinematography. Hmm? Yes, also all children. All children. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they were. Even the counsellors who died were technically children. Yeah. They were teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I'm old enough that teenagers are children now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, the 20-year-olds are children now. Um, Sarah and Hannah watch from the window as Thomas announces the party in the forest. Mm-hmm. He tells them that they all went out drinking and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and they declare the children who went to the forest are the ones who are guilty. They must find the mark of the devil on them. This this is where my um, religious trauma and just anxiety around it started to really ramp up. Where there's like a scene where um, Hannah's Kate's li- is it Kate? Is it sorry? Is it Lizzie or is Lizzie? It- no, it's Lizzie. Her mum was like ripping her dress off. Yeah, like- ripping the corset and stuff off her to, to check if she's got the the mark of the devil Which on her back. Which is so fucked up when you think about it too, because they could literally find any any kind of birthmark or anything in me. Like yeah. it's there, mark of the devil. Yeah, basically, it's whatever we find convenient. Yeah, but luckily Lizzie is not accused of witchcraft. But we so luckily we do see her mother quite violently ripping her dress open yeah. to check for the devil's mark. She's crying. It's hard. Yeah, to she's watch. crying the entire time, and it's very hard to watch. And during this meeting, Isaac like stands up and he's just like, "Hey, we were just drinking in the woods. Yeah. It was nothing. We drank Applejack. We danced. We're young. So yeah. I love that they all have Irish accents. I, I really like it. As well. it's, it's really very good. good. Um, basically, it's become a witch hunt. And uh, yeah, we see. Of course, it has. Yeah, we see doors marked with like lamb's blood and stuff like that for protection. Um, we do learn that the rot is not extended beyond their settlement. Mm-hmm. Somebody says that like beyond a certain like mile, mile or two away from the settlement, there's nothing. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. Um, so Solomon cries out that this is madness. You know, we can't just call it a witch hunt. Solomon seems to be one of the few people who actually. Is a decent person. Is a decent person and Isn't giving in. reasonable. Yeah, doesn't give in to mob mentality. Yeah. Um, he only asks for proof. Uh, one man stands up, the man who Hannah rejected Caleb? at the party, Caleb, who got a boner for Hannah and she was like, oh, fuck off and go fuck a mule. Yeah. Um, he declares that Hannah seduced him and made him watch as she lay with the devil. Which is so, like, you... Mm. Who who has proof? I have proof. Here's a story that I just made up. Yeah. How are you going to call that proof? It's the 1600s. Proof was different then. <laughs> like, I know, but it makes a me man's so wor- mad I know. every time. I know. I have proof. But that's yeah. not how that works. <laughs> it, 
He called it proof because Hannah apparently seduced him in the woods and then made him watch while Hannah slept with, uh, lay with the devil. Hannah and Sarah. She, yeah, he says Hannah at first and then he changes it. Yeah. Well, both of them yeah. lay with the devil. He says he says that, yeah, he says that he was forced to watch while Hannah lay with the devil. And then he thinks for a moment and he goes, while well, both of them lay yeah. with the devil. Yeah. And then calls out Sarah Fear yeah. as the other witch, mm-hmm. which is fucking horseshit. And then everybody jumps on the bandwagon. I saw Hannah Miller. Yes. I saw Hannah Miller. I saw Sarah Fear. He declares Hannah and Sarah are witches. We got a montage of all the men now. Or, or several men, anyway, claiming to have also seen both of the girls, both Hannah and Sarah, laying with the devil. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's mob mentality. Mm-hmm. One person says something and everyone else jumps on it because they don't want to be, you know, out of the loop. Yeah. Hannah and Sarah run from, you would. from the town hall because they've been watching through the window. Yeah. They run away as the crowd begins to leave. Hannah trips mm. as they're running. And is captured, but mm. tells Sarah to keep running. Mm-hmm. She's like, get the fuck out. Just yeah. run. Mm. Um, they check for... I say they check for a devil's mark. It's just a reason to, like, rough her up in an oddly sexual I way. I think it's implied that they do more than rough her up in that scene. I think they it's, actually attack her. Because they're, like, flipping up her skirt. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's Caleb as well, which makes it extra hard to watch. Yeah. You know that he's... He's, like, ripping at her shirt like he did at the party. I yeah. mean, more forcefully than he did at the party, Office, because yeah. now he has social permission to do it. Yes. <sighs> Difficult. Yes. It's basically a, a strip and fondle. Yeah. And possibly more off screen that we don't know about. Yeah. Before dragging her to the town hall, where Hannah is chained as the town declares they will find Sarah to cleanse the town of witches. Mm-hmm. Isaac, Abigail, and Lizzie look very concerned. As you would. As does Solomon, who mm-hmm. also looks fucking mortified at what his his townsfolk friends are doing. Friends and neighbours. His friends and neighbours and yeah. fellow fellow townsfolk are doing as the town disperses to search disperses to search for Sarah. Houses are broken into and checked. Sarah, her face covered, she's wearing a cloak with her hood up. Um, which looks very witchy as well. She does. Yeah. It reminds me of Hocus Pocus. That's the first. Yeah, thing it does. Oh, when God. when when you see just that silhouette of the three witches running yeah. into the woods, yeah, yeah, it just reminds me of that. Houses are broken into and checked. Yeah, uh, Sarah manages to cover her face. She finds her father. I think it's her father anyway. Drunk on the floor yeah. outside her house. She tried. I, I put drunk or knocked out. I wasn't sure which. I think he's just drunk. But you said that, yeah, it was sort of implied that he was drunk earlier. Yeah. So he's probably... Drowning his sorrows. Drowning the sorrows of the fact that his daughter is a is a dirty lesbian. <laughs> a lesbian. She kissed another woman. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Could never be me. She... <laughs> I know. Kissing someone of the same sex. Ew. Why would you? I would never. So gross. They need to buy me dinner first. <laughs> At least. <laughs> At least. Come on. You want all this? <laughs> um, she hides as a couple of men come out of the house. They basically search through the house looking for her. She like breaks a twig and they, they come around the corner, but she's already escaped at that mm. point. Sarah makes her way through town. Uh, George Fear is out under is out under guard or something like that or somebody's ordered to watch her father yeah and be like make sure sarah doesn't come home or make sure the father doesn't leave or something like that which just sort of implied that the father is still supportive 
of Sarah. Or are they to at some least degree? think that there's a possibility that he might be. Right. That's true. That's yeah. true. We don't know that he is. We because he doesn't back outright berate her for being lesbian in the earlier scene. He just says I mean he does in he, his way. In his own mental way. As, as a, someone who underwent that kind of veiled berating, he definitely does. It's true. It's not as outright as like Hannah's mother, but it is no. still like an emotional manipulation. Mm-hmm. That whole I failed you. I failed as a parent. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But it's possible that he may have been supportive, we don't know, or at least they think he could be supportive. I think he would be supportive insofar as that he doesn't want his daughter to be hanged, which is, you know, the bare minimum. I was going to say, yeah, the bare minimum. I don't know, some parents don't even do that. They're just like, oh, my child will be killed for this? Some people, okay. some parents actively kill their children for being gay. But yes. anyway. Let's not get into that. <laughs> That's a whole pile of worms we don't want to go into. Yeah. Um, Sarah makes her way to the town hall now. She throws a rock to distract the guard who goes to check what that was and sneaks into the town hall to find Sarah, sorry, to find Hannah inside, chained to like a pew or a bench or something like that. She's chained up to something, maybe to the pulpit. <laughs> now that we know what that word is, she is by the pulpit, like it, on the it's, floor. It's not the church though. It's the town hall. I thought it was the same building. Is it the same building? Maybe. It looks the same. This is true. Um, yeah, she's she's chained there and she's clearly been beaten. Like, her face is, like, bruised. Which is what leads me to believe that uh, Caleb actually attacked her. Because um, oh. she doesn't look like she's having a great time. Uh, no. She's having a what could be described as a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You could describe it as that. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's been better Mondays. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Hannah says she's to be hung in the morning. She's chained and been beaten and cannot escape. Sarah says they're not guilty. They, uh, they, they're not guilty of the pestilence because mm-hmm. they did not summon the devil. Sarah's basically reiterating what Solomon told her yep. to comfort Hannah. Great. Hannah says it doesn't matter. They think we're guilty. Yes. So we're guilty. They think we're guilty. So we're guilty. Well, they are technically, I say, Guilty in inverted commas of being lesbian, which in the 1600s is yes, punishable. Yes, but death. they aren't witches. But they aren't witches. But no. The town believes they are, so they are. Yeah. Which is how that worked. Which, back in the day. Ha <laughs> Which. Which, which. Which, uh, as a term back in the day, was just, you know, used for, we don't like you. Yeah, pretty much. So we're going to kill you. We'll just call you a witch because yeah. it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. Very easy for any other- slighted man to accuse a woman of being a witch for rejecting him. A eh, Caleb. Yeah, just saying. You uh-huh. know, I I got a boner watching her dance, and she didn't want to sleep she with me. She didn't want so to hop on my dick, so I'm gonna get her killed. Yeah, so I'm gonna burn her at the stake. Yeah, yeah, it seems fair. Yeah, you know, definitely. <laughs> I've definitely done that before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what you don't like me? I'm just gonna kill you instead. Yeah. Well, perf- you haven't perf- done that. <laughs> Perfectly reasonable. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Sarah says they're not guilty, but, you know, it doesn't matter because the town thinks they are. Sarah says it doesn't matter. Yeah. Then why not make it... Yeah, sorry. Sarah says it doesn't matter, so why don't they just make the deal with the devil if it saves them? And I went, oh, wait. They want a witch? I'll give them a witch. And I was and like, I was wait, like, is Sarah the... I got really excited. I, yeah, I loved it because I was just like, wait, is Sarah 
is she actually the witch, the witch then? Yeah. I was like, that would be interesting mm-hmm. if she... But then I was like, but Solomon was already possessed. So I was like, how is... Uh, do we have two witches? One trying to protect the town and one trying to fuck everyone do you over? Mean Cyrus? Hmm? Do you mean Cyrus? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because the, yeah, the pastor had already been... Yeah, you said Solomon. Oh, did, did I? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, the pastor's already I been... I was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, the the pastor's already been possessed. Yes. So I was like... So it doesn't make sense in that regard, but... I was thinking, I was at this point, I was like, do we have a white witch and a black witch going on here? (laughs) Racist. (laughs) No. No, I know what you mean. I I couldn't help myself. (laughs) You could see it on my face. I was like, am I going to say this? Yes, I am. (laughs) Black witches use magic for self reasons and white witches use it to help others. Yeah. That's basically the Wiccan term of, you know, um, what you do comes back threefold. Yes. Yeah. And white witches use it for good, so that good is returned to them, and black witches use it for themselves. Yeah. And never expect the consequences to come up. Yeah. And bite them in the ass. (laughs) That's why I was thinking, anyway, I was thinking, you know, maybe Sarah does make the deal, or at least uses witchcraft and becomes a white witch, and then somebody else is using black magic to cause havoc yeah that's what i was thinking at this point and i was very excited for him because yeah <laughs> like you said she's just like they want a witch i'll give them a witch i was more excited at the prospect of gay rage becoming evil like gay rage fueling a fucked up thing in the name of revenge yeah i'm i'm into that shit it's kind of what we wanted from they them eat it up yeah exactly we wanted retribution for the injustices Exactly. And that's not what we got in they then. No. So I was like, this is our second chance. Um, yeah, if there is a chance it could save them, when all is over, they'll run away together. So Sarah's basically like, a kiss you know. kiss in the daylight. I know, that oh. line is so sad. You know, I will run away together, we'll start a life together away yeah. from this place, and, you know, I'll we'll, we'll be together and I'll kiss you in daylight. Yeah. And that being like, the, like most romantic thing it was beautiful it was very sweet i cry every time (laughs) (laughs) yes uh sarah arrives at the witch's cottage the witch who lives in the woods the widow mary the widow mary yeah i was trying to figure out what her name was but because of the irish accent i couldn't figure it out (laughs) yeah (laughs) the widow mary and i was just like the what (laughs) what what? (laughs) bless you um She unsheets her dagger as she enters and whisper yells for the witch. She's like, Widow Mary, Widow Mary, Widow Mary. Mary. Say her name properly. She's not. Who else is it? Why you, you either want to get her attention or you don't. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Although I think, is, is it visibly, is the place visibly disturbed when she. I don't think why. so. I didn't notice it looking out of yeah. place. Um, I mean, it was just as, it wasn't messy. It was just sort of like in a bit of disarray yeah. when they first went there. And it looks about the same. I mean, it's a tent. Like you it's, can only keep it so tidy. Yeah. It's a tent in the woods. She opens the box where she previously saw the satanic spell book, mm-hmm. but it is empty. Uh-oh. And I also noticed there was bloody fingerprints on the side of the box. Where she can't see it as well, which I thought was a really cool shot. So you can it was see it such front a and center, yes. but she's opening it at such an angle where she doesn't see it at all. It's pointing, uh. yeah, the fingerprints are pointing to the camera. Yeah. And she's opening it from the other side. And you're yeah. like, that box has bloody fingerprints on it. Uh-huh. Some shit's gone down. Uh-huh. Uh, she trips and finds the, the Widow Mary. The Widow Mary? <laughs> the Widow Mary. I like saying that. Yeah. <laughs> she's lying on the floor. Her throat has been slit. Yep. 
She, she did, did. She did burgers. Yeah. She did burgers. <laughs> she did burgers. She ain't coming back. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Some movies they do. Um, she, Sarah runs and she runs to Solomon's house yeah. because he's proved himself to be supportive. Mm-hmm. And he's even said, you know, I'm there when you need me. Yep. And he, she certainly needs some fucking help. Yep. Uh, he thinks it's his brother. Possibly. He thinks it's someone. From That's home. right. She's knocking at the door. She's trying to, she's and knocking he tells at the door. It, he tells it to fuck off because he thinks it's someone else. Yeah. He, he thinks it's his brother knocking again, trying to tell him to come back to town or whatever yeah. like that. And then he opens the door and realizes it's Sarah and sort of ushers in, ushers her inside. Continues to be a fucking champion at, at yeah. helping. Love it. She tells him the witch in the woods is dead, the, the widow Mary. Someone else has made a deal which has damned the settlement is what she says. Yeah. Because she knows it wasn't her, because she never made it. By Solomon's own word, she didn't make a deal with the devil, yep. so she's not responsible for this. Yep. And he says he believes her. Yep. I was like, yes, finally. We have someone who can actually help. Yep. Yay. Someone calls Solomon's name, and Sarah hides herself in sort of a back room. Uh, a mob of people bang on the door. Um, Caleb is the one who comes in, yeah. uh, who is Solomon's brother. Oh, is he? Yeah. Because he calls him his brother. Huh. Yeah. How's that for a bit? Never made that connection. How's that? Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's the one he thought was knocking at the door earlier, who's now knocking yeah. at the door. Yeah. And sort of barges, he forces his way in and starts searching while Sarah sort of watches the torches bob outside. It's a great shot. I love this shot. Yeah. Because Sarah's like leaning against the door and she can just see out of this window and you could just see these flaming torches go past. Yeah. And you're like, oh, the mob is outside. Oh boy, they're here. Yeah. Solomon grabs Caleb as Sarah finds a passageway, basically somewhere smaller to hide. Yep. Um, and she ends up under the floor, which is the pantry. Yeah. There's like meat strung up. There's and a pig's fruit. head hanging there for a nice little jump scare that she walks into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's basically olden day pantry. Yeah. Which is under the floorboards. And Solomon throws Caleb out. Tells him basically to fuck off. Yeah. Sarah's not here. Now go away. Yeah. Uh, Sarah follows the passage and finds the Satan room, oh. as I put it. The, this is the little, from, this is from part two. This, we spent quite a bit of time in here. Yep. This is the room that has the witch's symbol, the witch's mark in the floor. Yep. And has all the pillars of stone with all the names of the killers on it. But at this point. At this point, they're just pillars. It's just one name. You don't, you can't even see. You can't even see it. You can't even see. But it's just, yeah. Yeah. Just Cyrus Miller. There, there is Cyrus Miller's name will be on that rock somewhere. Yeah, but it's it's the room that we've seen a couple of times now. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, oh shit, and I was like, I was like, hmm, has some tomfoolery already gone down? Perhaps, maybe. Mm, the witch's mark is already there. Mm, yeah, funny. Mm. Yeah, uh, she she lights a torch. Sarah lights a torch. And sees the witch's mark on the floor and sort of touches it. And it's like blood. Yeah. It The witch's mark is made of blood. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like grooves in the floor and it's filled with blood. Yeah. yeah. And that must be a substantial amount of blood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she also finds the devil book from the witch's cottage. So, yeah, it's pretty cut and dry at this point that Solomon is the witch. Yeah. I told was talking to someone, I can't remember. Oh, I think it was Hutch uh, the first time that we all watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knew that it was Solomon when he was talking with Sarah when she ran to his 
first arrived in his house just before this, uh, when she was telling him, like, oh, the widow's dead and blah, 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 blah. Oh, right, right. Because one of the questions he asked was, who else knows about this? Oh, yes, he does ask that. Mm -hmm. And she said, just me. And he's like, great, Mm -hmm. get down in the basement. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Cool, kill you, no one will know. Yeah, get into my murder pit. Although he doesn't actually seem that keen to kill her. (sighs) Like, he doesn't want to, but he's willing to do it. Yeah, you know, for the greater good. For his greater good. Because the family name, the the, the, the greater Uh, good. See what I did there? I played with the word. Congratulations, (laughs) I'm very proud of you. Yay, pats on back for me. <laughs> um, we see, yeah. Solomon then enters the, the little the little devil room, and we see a montage of Solomon doing the incantation, which formed the passageways of beneath his house. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this. Love it. It's, mm. it's so cool. Yeah. We also see him killing the witch in the woods and stealing the book. Yep. Love it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, it's so good. Oh, Solomon is the one who saw Sarah and Hannah in the woods as well. We learn that. Yep. He's the he's the shadowy figure who saw them going down on each other. Yep. He says he he's tired of watching luck turn against him. Yep. He's basically bitter because his wife and child died. And now the girl he likes is a lesbian. <laughs> How dare she? Honestly. Uh, he sacrificed Cyrus Miller's soul to the devil, a person every few years, he says, is what's yeah. required. Mm-hmm. And Sarah says it wasn't one person because Cyrus Miller killed 12 children. Yeah. It that was, logic doesn't add up, my guy. Yeah. It was 13 people yep. you sacrificed. Uh, Solomon says the town is afraid of Sarah because she is different and he tries to convince her that she is like him yep. and they should work. Basically, he's like, we should work together. Yeah. Um, Sarah stabs Solomon with her dagger. Absolutely. And she tries to run, but is grabbed. Yeah. The two fight. She screams at him and he falls back. I assume just succumbing to a sort of stab wound. Yeah. Um, and, and and she makes her way out of the passage. Okay, that part doesn't happen yet. Okay, yeah. I was, I was bracing the... The hand. Oh, the hand. Oh, I love the hand. It's, it was very good, but it's awful. Solomon grabs the dagger, which um, which Sarah had dropped, and chases after her. Sarah makes her way through the twisting caverns, which we got a great look at in part uh-huh. two, because that's where with these. this is where Cindy and Alice spent most of the movie. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. Yeah, and manages to lose Solomon. She manages to lose him in those twisting caverns. She finds the pulsating mass of flesh yeah. that we saw in part two. She's hanging out. Which calls out to her. Yeah. It's like, Sarah! Which, which is which? the voice that everyone hears, right? Because throughout all the movies, like, whenever someone's about to get possessed, they hear their name being called, and you think yes. it's the witch. True. Yeah. But it's ah. not. Uh-huh. Pul- it's a pulsating lump of black flesh. Love it. So predictable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Whenever I hear my name oh, yeah. called, I'm like, oh, it's that pulsating oh, it's mass of flesh again. it's that pulsating mass of flesh, yeah. <laughs> Happens to me all the time. <laughs> she continues to run. Good on her for... I was expecting her to do the same thing as Alice, where they sort of seemed mesmerized and then had to touch it. Just put your whole hand on it. Yeah. yeah. Just, just spank that fleshy <laughs> booty. Give it a good spank, Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but luckily, Sarah doesn't. She's like, I ain't touching that <laughs> shit. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she she runs off and falls off a short ledge, which I'll have you know is the same ledge that Alice broke her ankle on. Oh, is it? Yes, it is. Oh. Because you remember when she has all the visions yeah, and goes running, she trips over a small ledge and Ooh. breaks her ankle. It's I'm the same so ledge right. that we see Sarah carefully climb down. Yeah. Love it. Oh. Everything, you can see the parallels between Honestly, all three films, and it's beautiful. Let women direct more movies, because this is what happens. Between cinematography yeah. and style and using the same actors and the same motifs, but having three completely different movies. Like you, Yeah. It's so well done. Anyway, yes, it's the same ledge where Alice previously broke her ankle in part two. Before she reaches a large cavern, it's the poop cave that we see from part two. But at the moment, it's not a poop cave. It's just a cavern with some with some <laughs> light shining in from the top. Yeah, they haven't yet built the uh, toilets over the top to no. turn it into the poop cave. <laughs> so it's fine. It's not currently the poop cave. Yeah. But I was like, hang on a minute. This is where they found Sarah's hand. Yeah. <laughs> It sure is. I was like, this is not going to end Uh-oh. well. <laughs> she begins to climb her way out. Um, basically, there's a small gap at the top. Yep. Which is, I assume, just in part two, I assume, this is just when they, they put they a toilet. The toilet over top, yeah. <laughs> they just put the toilet. I was like, oh, yeah, so his head was just through the yeah. toilet right there. Yeah. So, so sometime in the future, someone goes, you know what belongs on this small hole? A toilet seat. This is a really convenient long john without having to dig a hole. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, she's, she starts to climb her way out, but it's grabbed by Solomon. They wrestle on the floor. Um, he confesses his love for her. Great timing, my guy. Yeah, what is it with these horror movies? And they're just like, oh, let me either sexually attack you or just generally attack you while confessing my love. Like, what part of your brain thinks that's going to work? At least, um, and this cannot be said for a lot of horror movies or movies in general, at least it's not portrayed as a positive thing. This is true. Yeah. It's not positive. Like, you're like, oh... This guy crazy, crazy. Yes, yes. He tries to... Yeah, sorry, he doesn't try. He does confess his love for her. She digs her hand into his wound. Yeah. To make him let go. And he tries to stab her, but accidentally severs severs her hand at the wrist. Yeah, not and completely. not all the way through, because then he pulls it off. Yeah, or not, it gets pulled off. It gets pulled... Not intentionally. It wasn't intentional, but, like, he grabs it's about it, 80, it... It's about 80% off. Yeah, and I think she tries to just run away or something, and it just yeah. pulls through. And it is... He holds her down, basically holding her hands, including the one that's severed, and tries to stab her, but Sarah's hand, because he's... She's pulling against him and he's holding her down and the, the tension between them rips that other 20% that was holding it on for dear fucking life. fucking vile and it's so amazing. I love it. It is so... The effects are so well done. It's so good. I, it's got to be practical effects and this just brings me back to start using more practical effects again. Yes. Because they look using, so good. Stop using CG for everything. If you tried to CGI that, it would look like hot garbage. Yes. But this is amazing. You see the skin stretching and then snapping? Yeah. It's so gross. It snaps and Solomon falls back and sort of knocks himself out or something like that. Or knocks himself himself dizzy, probably. Yeah, something. And Sarah escapes, sort of. She sort of has to, like... She's losing blood. 
quickly. Really? From her wrist. Weird. <laughs> Mad, I know. Could it be me? Um, she, bandages, she bandages her wrist with a strip of ripped cloth from her dress. Oh, yeah. And follows daylight, now crawling because, you know, she's losing blood. Um, she lays under the floorboards and uses her feet to try and break through the floor, mimicking the scene from 1978 where Cindy breaks through the floorboards, uh-huh. or sorry, the grate of yeah. the hall. Because it's the same spot. Because it's the same fucking building mm. and the same spot. Mm-hmm. Solomon has woken and is now tracking her. Uh, Sarah manages to break the boards and climbs out. She's in the church. This is why I think there's two different buildings, because Hannah's not in there, which means there's probably a church and a um, meeting. Right. I never made that connection. They just look exactly the same. They do look very same. It's probably the same set, and they just moved a couple of chairs around. Yeah. Um, She stumbles her way through the building. She makes it outside, sees Hannah chained to the well... And uh, Solomon. Wait. Oh, that's true. That's why she. <laughs> that's why it she. It may. Wasn't there. It may indeed have been the meeting hall. Then <laughs> that would make sense. I mean, in, in in that kind of time, it would not be surprising that a church would be used as a meeting hall. Yeah, most buildings would have been used for multiple things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She sees Hannah chained to the well outside, and she's about to step out when Solomon grabs her by the hair. I found the witch! And declares that he has found the witch. You motherfucker. Yeah, I was like, at this point, I was like, you piece of shit. You were supposed to be the sensible one. Conditional ass love. What the fuck? Yes. Um, yes. The people gather. We watch as a procession of town folk move through the fields to the outskirts of town. Hannah and Sarah are to be hung. Yeah. They tell the girls to confess... But they instead look lovingly at each other. It's real gay and it's sad. It's really sad. And then Sarah opens her mouth and says she confesses to being a witch. And she says it so quietly the first time so that only Hannah hears her. And the yes. realization dawning on Hannah's face, like, what, no, yep. what are you doing? She confesses to possessing the pastor and bewitching Hannah. So that Hannah won't get hung. So that Hannah won't get hung. She's doing it to save her. Yeah. If she takes full responsibility and says that she bewitched Hannah, yeah. then Hannah's sins are forgiven. And predictably, Hannah gets taken away back yes. into the crowd. And she says it so sadly as well. She says, it was me. It was only me. It was always me. Yeah. And Hannah is unchained and thrown into the arms of her mother, while Solomon prepares Sarah to be hung. Chains her up. Chains her up. She says that one day the truth will be known and she will shadow him until that day. And I was like, Ooh, oh, she's fucking cursing Ooh, your ass. Goosebumps. I love, I, uh, this was so sad. She, said, she says it with such, like, she, determination. She fucking hates him. Yes. And you can see it and you can hear it in the way that she's talking. Yes. Oh, oh, the su- acting is so good. Such a horror boner. I'm like, oh, Honestly. yeah. Curse him. Curse, Curse his him. ass, baby girl. <laughs> yes, queen. Because, yeah, the way she says it is, I love this in movies, when people say things quietly yeah. and it's way more threatening than if they yelled it. So effective. Because she, he's chaining her up. He's and the only one who She's basically it. whispering to him yeah. and she's just like, I know the truth. And I will shadow you until the day it is known. Yeah. And you're just like, 
Oh, and you're like, <laughs> suddenly this has become a lesbian revenge story. And we're like, yeah! Fuck you, they, them. This is how you do it. This is what we wanted. <laughs> the people call her to be hung. Sarah's friends and Hannah watch in dismay as she is pulled up in the tree and seeing like Isaac's face and Lizzie's face. They are all just. They are mortified they're mortified they're horrified they're helpless they can't do anything no it's their parents hanging her and they all they can do is just stand there and watch and watch their friend slowly die again the acting is so you can oh yeah oh so chef's good. kiss it's so so good and the music they're playing above this is very melancholy yeah but also has a hint of cynicism to it yeah because you know this is an unlawful um, hanging, and we also know that she's just sort of ushered a curse yeah. to, to Solomon Good. Yeah. So there is that slight tinge of, you know, this isn't over or this mm-hmm. is very sinister. Yeah. Love it. It's so on point. It's so well done. Can I just say as well, the sort of music rift that they use in this 1666 part, that like, duh, 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 on the mm. violin. Yes. Oh. Gorgeous. So good. It's so sinister. I love it. It's amazing. The music throughout is just phenomenal. So good. Uh, We see as um, Sarah is buried beneath the tree. Yeah. Sort of unceremoniously, like a foot deep, they basically just dug a hole. hole. Yeah, they dug a hole deep enough that she wouldn't be seen and they just covered it with soil. Yeah. And that was it. Cut to that night as Sarah's friends have dug her up. Which is incredibly sad and incredibly touching that they did this. It was so. Was it Lizzie, sweet. Lizzie, Lizzie, Abigail, Isaac, and Abigail, and Hannah, and Hannah? The four of them get together and they say that she deserves a proper burial. They mark a message on the stone: "The which, witch forever lives." The witch forever lives, which is what they found when they were looking for which Sarah's is, body. It hits so. This is again. This is what I'm saying. You have to watch it again because it hits so different on the rewatch. Yes. Every single time they dig up that stone, and it's 78, eh? Or yes. Is it, yeah. 1978, because they're looking for the body. Yeah. Of, of Sarah, and it's just a stone that says "The witch forever lives," and you're thinking, "What? That's so like sinister." sinister. Yes. But you know that it's her friends that it's did her it because friends. they loved her so and much. And it sounds more, it's more of a warning, yeah. I think. Because. I, well, I think it's more of a. Because they know, they know that Sarah's not the witch. Yeah. So they carve into the stone this warning, you know, the witch forever lives. The witch is somewhere. I, see, I don't read it as like Solomon being the witch. I don't, th- I think the concept of the witch was just a is, scapegoat. It was just yes. a, um, there's another word I'm looking for. I can't think of it. But so you, you reckon, what I mean? You so reckon like, they're, they're using the, the monogram, not the monogram, the, the name the town has given Sarah, the witch. They're using that to memorialize her. Yeah. The witch forever, forever lives. lives. You know, they know that she's not the, the witch, witch, as the town calls her, will yeah. always be with us. Yeah. In a loving way. Yeah. That's really That's sweet. That's how I read it. And yeah. who is, is it Hannah, I think, carves fear into the padlock of the chains? Yes. As well. The chains that were used to bind her while she was hung. Yeah. I think she she carves Sarah fear into it as well, no, not just, just fear. fear. Is just, it just fear? Just fear. Uh, yeah. Which is Because that's middle. That would be hard to do. That would be hard to do. They rebury her. They say they're specifically going to basically hide her in yeah. the woods so that... You know, Something she can rest in peace. Be disturbed, yeah. Yeah. 
which is so sweet. But it also explains why we, why in 1994, mm-hmm. they found Sarah's body. Yeah. In the middle of the woods in seemingly nowhere. Yeah. And yet the hand was. And yet the, the hand was under Sarah's house. Yeah. Um, yes, and oh, this is so sad. As they as they go to leave the the gravestone, we see red moss bloom around the burial. And again, it, it is now becomes so different. And now it becomes so much less the red sinister. Moss was so sinister. In and the first two movies, you're like, oh shit, that means the witch is near. And now it's a symbol of their love. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan's breaking. Die. Yeah, because it's that little bit of moss that that Hannah tucked behind her ear. Yeah, yeah. And now, yeah, it's a it's a sign, I guess, from Sarah that you know their love lives on, lives on, even after death. I'm gonna cry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, lesbians. Um, Lesbians. (laughs) Oh lesbians. (laughs) Um. We get the lines of Seraphia's vow play over top as we see flashes of the other two movies mm-hmm. in various. And just- it's all, it also goes back to the actual Seraphia as well. Yes. Yeah. The not Dana's interpretation or yeah of who Seraphia is. Yeah, it's it's which, now the white yeah. bitch. Which I found really funny when I first watched the end of seventy eight and it had like the the preview of like her. Um, seeing her reflection in the water when she, like, starts to in- yeah. see Seraphia's life, basically. Yeah. I thought I didn't, obviously at that point, didn't know that she wasn't really, she wasn't Dina, she was very much Sarah. Yes. But, like, <laughs> just looking at like, what the fuck, I'm white! <laughs> <laughs> no, my nightmare! <laughs> <laughs> but basically, we learn from this, that Seraphia was showing the people who touched her what Solomon had done. She was trying to tell people. She was truth. warning them and yeah. telling them the truth. It wasn't a like, I'm gonna get you. Yeah. It's a like, watch out, this is what he's done. But because she was trying to communicate it all so quickly. Yes. It was all just flashes and it was all flashes of. Or tales of it. Yeah, and it feels like a threat. Yeah. So all these flashes that, you know, that Sam has had, that Dana has had, that Cin- not Cindy, Ziggy Alice had, and, and Alice had, yeah. they're not threats. They're warnings. Yeah. They're like, watch out. He's still here. Good is evil. evil. Yes. Yeah. Good is evil. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so, 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 so good. Yeah. So <laughs> Seraphia... <laughs> Seraphia had been showing the people what Solomon had done. She was never cursing them. Sarah grows still as her corpse dangles for the town to witness. We basically get a... We get to watch her die twice. Yeah. And Hannah weeps. Everyone else sort of leaves. She shake. Her mother tries... Like, she falls to the ground and her mother tries to kind of, like, pull her along. And she, like, shoves her mother off of her and just... Mm. She falls to the floor, crying, looking up at um, at Sarah's body. I'm actually getting misty. It's so yeah. sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone leaves while Hannah looks at Sarah. We cut back to 1994. Yeah, and that's when it comes up with the title card, and it's like 1994. It's almost, almost. I have a note for exactly when the title comes card comes up because it threw me for a loop, and I fucking loved it. it. I Oh, because you it don't cuts back, it. it cuts back to 1994 with um with Dana 
on the floor next to Peter's car in the middle of the woods in the pile of red moss where Sarah's body is. Yeah. Her nose bleeding. Yeah. And we hear police sirens. It's Sheriff Good, a.k.a. Descendant of Solomon Good. Uh-huh. And then it gives us title card, Fear Street, 1994, part, part two. two. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And I was like, this movie lied to me. Ooh. It's only it's only Fear Street 1666 for about 50 minutes or so. Yeah. So yeah. good, though. Oh, it's amazing. And this is the second half of this part of the movie is my favorite of the entire series oh it's it's pretty good there's a couple of things i really wanted that i didn't get but we can talk about that yeah sheriff calls out to josh yes uh, just a reminder josh is waiting josh is dana's brother yeah from 1994 if you have not listened to our previous episodes we're back to josh and dana yeah we're back to josh and dana and we're really excited about it If you have not listened to the other episodes, this is going to make no fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> so probably listen to the others. Yeah, listen to part one and two. Because Sam is still possessed. Sam is still possessed. Dina had been trying to reunite the parts of Seraphit and the curse. And we- in doing so, learned the truth. And in doing so, learned the truth. And Josh was her lookout while she was, like, burying yeah. the body. Yeah. So Sheriff, calls out, Sheriff Good calls out to Josh at the top of the hill. He asks where Dana is. And Dana grabs him off the road, and they run into the woods as Sheriff Good draws his gun immediately on them. They're black. Of course he did. <laughs> Why are we surprised? We're in America, so yeah, I wouldn't... Yeah, okay, not surprised. He literally sacrifices people to the devil. You think he's not going to shoot, shoot a couple of black kids? Yeah. My question... My, my little point of confusion at this point was like, hang on a minute. Is the entire Good family in on it then? It... Because I thought it was just Solomon Good, and it was like, you know, he, I don't know, extended well, his life, or he his spirit continued on with the shit. Yeah, I don't think they really explain it, but I think to start with it was just Solomon, but then I'm pretty sure that... We learn that it becomes sort of a passed-down privilege yeah. of the Good family. The pair runs through the woods. Dana tells Josh that um, the Goods are the witches. Good is, is evil. evil. Such, such a satisfying statement. And, and it's so dumb and cheesy and reminiscent of the kind of plot twist that would be in a cheesy 90s slasher movie book. Yeah. Because that's what they're based on. Yeah. Right? Like R.L. Stein does that kind of cheesy shit all the time. But this works. It's so good. It's so beautiful. Ah. Sorry. <laughs> good. Here's a twig snap and goes to check what it is and just finds a pair of sneakers. Yeah. They basically just left, the, left their shoes there. Yeah. As, and as he turns around, Dana and Josh are stealing his car. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Fuck Popo. Basically, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious because we already saw in like 1994, Dana stole a cop's gun as well. He stole <laughs> a cop's gun. They stole an ambulance. Now they're stealing a police car. Love it. No it's fucks. Fucking great. <laughs> Uh, Dana tells Josh what happened in 1666. Uh, she basically gives him a rundown yep. of the Seraphir history. Yes, sorry, we see Sheriff Good giving Satan Brian Torres's name. Ryan Torres. Ryan Torres. Yeah. Ryan? Ryan. Ryan, Ryan Torres. Giving so Ryan. This movie a million times, Jacob, trust me. Okay, fine, <laughs> whatever. My notes are wrong. Um, <laughs> hey, notes are wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was speed typing. I was so excited. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we see we see Sheriff Good giving Satan uh, Ryan Torres's name, aka Skull Mask, mm-hmm. the killer we saw at the opening scene of 
Fear Street Part 1, 1994, and it's so satisfying to have that circular narrative. It all just clicks into it's place. It's so beautiful. I yeah. love this shit. The possessed person, uh, yeah, it, their, their soul is basically sacrificed. Yeah. To for, And then the devil feeds on the blood of the people who are murdered. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, the goods offer up a soul. Yes. Which seems like... It should be enough, really. You would think. But then, yeah, who, the, the devil possesses that person and then goes on a killing spree. And everyone they... And then basically Satan feeds on the blood of those victims. And probably just the violence and the yeah. fear. And the chaos. And, yeah. And, yeah. And um, the good family gets whatever they want in return, a.k.a. becoming sheriff of the town, becoming, becoming the mayor. The mayor! Can't imagine. <laughs> we see a montage of the good legacy being passed down as each killer is possessed. Which is we see, really like, funny because every single ancestor is played by the same guy except for Nick Good in part two. <laughs> yes. And he doesn't look anything like the other Nick Good. young teenager. He's got brown eyes for Christ's sakes. Yes. Like, come on guys. It's great though. So yeah, it's being, it's being passed down and I love the fact that we get a little montage of the people they sacrificed as well. It makes it so personal. Yes, it does. Especially when... Because it's like, they chose this person. Yes. Especially when, like, Nick from... Yeah, Nick Good chooses Tommy Slater. Yes. That's someone that he knows. That's a yes. friend. We, we... Yeah, I put including Camp Good, a.k.a. Young Nick Good, who chooses Thomas Slater yeah. as the killer during the events of the Nightwing Camp Killer yeah. of 1978. Which, again... Um, which really... Fucking changes the perspective of that movie. Again, the rewatch hits so different when you watch that movie and you know the entire time that it was Nick doing it. Yes. It, oh, I can imagine Oof. that would be frustrating. Because, it yeah, I spent that entire movie being like, oh, he's a real good guy. He goes guy. on that spiel about, like, my father passed on the stuff to me before he died about, like, upholding the family legacy and all this kind of stuff. Oh, yes, he did. And he said he didn't want that, and then you learn... What if I don't want to be that person? But you are, because you've done it. But you've done it. You've already sacrificed... Piece sac of shit. Yeah, you now learn that he's already sacrificed Thomas Slater's soul, and yeah. now Thomas Slater's going on a murder spree and kills, what, 13 teenagers? Something like that. Or something like yeah. that. Fucking insane. Um, and I don't know about you, but it makes me wonder about the good who cursed Ruby Lane. Oh, true. What did she do? Uh, Was it another mm. Solomon Good situation? Because oh. she hot. <laughs> and he looked like a big fucking Dorcas. Maybe, yeah. Now that we know the full truth, every killer since 1666 will be after them to keep the secret safe. Yeah, so it's the good sending the killers after it's, people it, to yeah. hush them up. And it's it's not Sarah's curse. Mm -mm. It's because Sarah revealed what Solomon Good had done. They know too much, so they have to die. Basically, yes. Mm. We see the pulsating... Uh, massive flesh as it spits out various figures. Just spank it, it'll stop. <laughs> it just needs a good spanking. Yeah. Get one of those ping pong bats. That's what they use, right? Paddle. Paddle, thank yeah. you. Oh my god. <laughs> Bat. Bat. Just whacking them with like a cricket bat. <laughs> it's okay, you're gay. I know you don't know sports terminology. It's uh, I know. <laughs> what? They're just, they're just throwing around a fucked up shaped ball, okay? What? Why is everyone so excited? 
it's rugby for everyone. I, I literally, <laughs> my parents, my, my parents love watching rugby and stuff oh, like that. Same. And I'm like, I hated it. So and I'm always just like, oh, it's just a funny shaped ball that they're throwing around. Why is everyone so fucking excited? I'm such a like everyone finds out that like I hate rugby. I don't like Milo. I don't like Vegemite. Like I'm these a are all bad very kiwi. <laughs> these I'm are a bad kiwi. In all defense, like. I think Milo tastes really sort of gritty. I don't like it at it's all. Weird. It's weird. Weird. And it's got a weird taste as well. Give me really give me artificial. Cadbury hot chocolate. Exactly. Cadbury hot chocolate good. is where it's at. Anyway, we got distracted. We're now talking about hot chocolate. We're supposed yeah. to be talking about a movie. <laughs> no, I think we can continue talking about hot chocolate. I think it's fine. It also makes um chocolate milkshakes. Because they can just use it in cold milk and it works fine. Milo does not. Milo takes like an hour and it's still not dissolved. When I was a kid, I used to like Milo. I grew out of it. But like having it in cold milk with like it forms that weird crust on yes, it. Yes. What was the, the fuck is that? That was the point. That was the point of it? That was the point. It's gross. I ate it with a spoon. That, yeah, you shouldn't. Mm, anyway. Anyway. Listen, baby Dylan had a lot of issues. <laughs> um, so the pulsating mass of flesh spits out, spits out a whole lot of piles of goop which slowly turn into figures yep and we see possessed sam growling and rolling around the floor while c berman watches over her with a knife yeah just like i am ready for you if you get loose i'm stabbing this yeah. bitch <laughs> she's ready to cut a bitch dina and <laughs> dina and josh arrive and dina reveals to c berman aka ziggy from hey, 1978 girl. that nick good her crush from 1978 was the witch and is the witch of their time and she collapses she's like in complete disbelief but i called him you stupid bitch <laughs> she didn't know should have but yeah it completely put really puts 1978's events into perspective it really and it's puts so it, well done. It's you, so good. You don't. You watch it one way, and then it changes. When you learn what's happening, it changes everything. everything. That everything about that becomes more sinister and less sinister in other ways. Yes, it's, it's just. So oh. Dina says they need to kill Nick. Good. Uh, C. Berman says she, but she called him. Yeah, he knows, and they need to leave now yeah um sam attacks dina but is luckily knocked out by berman mm -hmm. she's like i've been waiting for this i've been wanting to do that all day okay calm down ziggy you're like fucking that is a child like i understand but that is a child <laughs> that is a possessed child yeah. <laughs> um they take the car and use the janitor and josh uses the janitor's business card martin martin oh martin's back i'm so glad we that love him. i'm so glad that business card came into play i know I love that he's just sitting on his porch smoking a joint and the cop car rocks up and he's like, and he oh, for fuck's sake. And he gets on his knees and he's like, I wasn't doing shit. <laughs> Come on. And then Josh, this is my favorite line, I think, of the entire movie. Josh just rolls down the window, sticks his head out, and just like, want to help us kill Sheriff Good? And Martin takes a second. He's like, let me go, get let, me go let me go grab my coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me just grab my coat. He and I was hates like, that motherfucker. My love it. it Martin is ride or die. It made me laugh so, so much. So good. Want to help us kill Sheriff Good? Let me just grab my coat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, same. They head to the mall, and we learn that they're going to rig them all up, just like, kind of like they did with the school. 
They can yeah. They're going to use bloody water to you know m- maneuver the killers where they need them, and yeah, because the killers are now after Dana's blood because you know Sheriff Good has basically yeah. called sicker, yep. like get her. Yeah, she knows too much. She must die. They're going... And I love this. This reference as well. Everything is so neatly tied in. All these little references from part one and two are all coming back. And I fucking love it. It's the same sort of adrenaline rush I get when I, like... <laughs> the first time you're... <laughs> Shut up. You looked like one of those, like, inflatable... Like, oh, wacky-waving... Yeah. Right, what are they called? Wacky-waving wacky inflatable arm-flailing tube men? Yeah, those things. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly what you well, look like just then. While I was describing it. Yeah, because it, it gave me the same rush as, like, when I first watched Avengers back in the day, back when Marvel was, like, new. And, like, all those pieces yeah. of all those different movies clicked together. Mm. It was that same adrenaline rush, yeah. but now a horror form. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. <sighs> because C. Berman says they're going to carry him. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Which basically means they're going to drop a bucket of blood on Sheriff Good. For any of you children who don't know what Carrie is. Read a book. Honestly. <laughs> sort it out. Stephen King is really popular. <laughs> it's not that niche, guys. Josh explains the situation to Martin, including showing him possessed Sam. Yeah. And his only advice he can give him is try not to die. Yeah. And I, was I like, love that Martin starts panicking because he's a tied up white girl. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like um, oh, uh, God. Uh, <laughs> And Josh is like, no, no, we're trying to save her, don't worry. It's fine. Berman has flashbacks at the hanging tree. Yeah. Because this is where her sister died. And this she is, died. The, yeah, this is where Cindy and her died, yeah. although um, Ziggy got brought back. With CPR somehow. Yeah, Z- yeah. CPR fixes stab wounds, apparently. Yeah, obviously. Um, and Dana approaches, and she has flashes of Sarah being hung, which she's just experienced. Mm-hmm. Slightly traumatic. Um, Janitor... Sorry, Martin goes to the cop car and opens the goodie bag. Mm-hmm. He says, all cop cars have a goodie bag. Yeah. Which is basically guns. Yeah. I assume, anyway. It's supposed to be, like, shotguns and pistols yeah. and stuff like that. Although they never use them. Oh, no, they do use a pistol, but I think it's Sheriff Good's pistol they use. Later. I don't know. I don't know what was in this goodie bag, then. I can't, Apart from he spray does, cans. He does kind of give a rundown of what's usually in it, I think, but I can't remember what he says. But he opens it up and finds spray cans. It's so good, because there's just, like, a little flashback to uh, when Martin was arrested in the first movie, and Nick was... Taunting him. Taunting him! You're like, you're right, Martin. These, These are, are my spray cans. cans. You little prick. Yes. Mommy motherfucker. Because we learned that Sheriff Good Ooh. is the one who's been sort of perpetuating the Sarah Fear myth yep. by spraying the Sarah Rhyme yep. in the school. His family probably made it up. Yeah. His family definitely made it up. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. In the school, in the mall, all over town where the Sarah Fear mythos is continued with this rhyme about, you know, the witch is going to get you and she made a pact with the devil and everything like that. He's the one who's been spraying it about town. Motherfucker. And trying to pin this fucking low-income black guy for it. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. Par for the course, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, that's why it's so infuriating. Dana sprays herself with perfume. I think yeah, it's I think perfume. she's trying to cover her own scent. her smell. Her, like the smell but they're smelling her blood. blood. Yeah, exactly. So, which is why I was a bit confused. And then Josh says, "What did he say? You smell like an androgynous baby." <laughs> yes, Josh. 
Josh gives um, Dana the Konami code for extra lives. He's such a fucking little nerd. It's, it made me laugh, though. It's the so second nerd. he was like, up, so down, up, nerd. down, I was like, oh, the Konami Up, code. down, up, down, lift right. Yeah, I was like, lift right, BA star. Fucking dork. Um... It's what ha- it, I love that they they he gives an explanation for it because he says it's what helps me when I'm stressed. Yeah, he needs extra lives. Yeah, it, he he mutters it to himself when he's going into the locker room with Kate. Oh, does he? Yeah, when she's like, I don't want to go in alone, and he follows up with her. He's <gasps> he muttering does. it to himself. That's right. When when he and he and Kate have a little thing in the yeah. first movie, I did not pick up on yeah, that. And really now he's explained cute. it. He says he does it when he's stressed because I guess it's something to like um, calm his mind. Yeah. It's like he's giving himself extra lives, so yeah. like it'll be fine if he fucks it up. And it's something you can recite. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's like people reciting, the, God forbid, the Lord's Prayer and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, would you? Um, yeah, it's what helps Josh when he's stressed and they hug each other. A really beautiful sort of sibling. I love their relationship. They're so adorable. Yeah. Um, she says, you're the biggest nerd. And he says, you smell like an androgynous baby. <laughs> <laughs> gets me every time. It's very funny. It's such a, like odd thing I'm to say sh- and it just sh- cracks me but up. But it's like I'm sure that's exactly what she smells like. Oh, I yeah. believe him. I believe him. <laughs> I, can, I sort of go, what's it? Hmm. Yeah, no, I can picture what that smells like. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So sort of like smell of baby powder. <laughs> Dana Dana gives the team a pep talk. Yeah. So we've got our team. We've got we've got Josh, we've got Dana, we've got Ziggy, aka C Berman, yeah. and we've got Martin. He's just the one for the I love questions. it. I just, I love it that Martin's not really like He's just here now. He's just he's here like, now. Yeah, he's he's again, he's right or die, man. This little nerdy twerp broke him out of prison or helped him break out of prison. Yeah. He's in. He's along for the ride. And he gets a chance to take a shot at Sheriff Good, so yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Um yeah, they mentioned that, you know, um, Shady Siders have been sacrificed for too long. Mm-hmm. Sunnyvale has been sacrificing them for way too long. We do this for Sarah. Yeah. For Kate and Simon. And I went, <laughs> I missed them. For Cindy. Yeah. Ziggy's sister. For all of us. Which I found really funny, because that's when it cut to Martin. Like, Martin's barely part of this. What can we say for him? <laughs> for all of us. Yeah, because they're like, you know, for Kate and Simon and Josh and yeah. Josh and Dana are like, oh god, our friends. Yeah. You know, we do this for Cindy and, and Ziggy said they're like, oh my god, my sister. And uh, yeah, for all yeah, of for us. all of us, And Martin's yeah. like, yeah! Martin's here too. <laughs> for, for Shady Siders. Yeah. We see quick flashes of some of the characters we've lost. This made me very sad. And it made, yeah, I was like, this is basically our, our horror movie Avengers. Yeah. We get flashes of so many people we've lost. Yeah. Kate, Simon, Arnold, Alice from parts one and two, all these characters who've died. Yeah. And eventually Sarah as well. And, oh. and when you know why they died it's so fucked up it's so sad it's so sad it's for one person's selfish game yeah. one family's selfish game yeah dana cuts her hand into a bucket and we get a small montage of the ball sort of the mall sorry being rigged which is really funny because you don't realize at first but like they're like they've got spray cans and they're like spray painting and it looks like they're writing stuff but nothing's showing up yeah yeah, they're spraying stuff on the walls, and I was like, what? There's nothing. Okay. I wasn't sure what was going on. And we do learn in a minute. But then, yeah. Yeah. 
They fill water guns with bloody water. Those really Genius. old, those like those classic nineties really pump, pump action water guns. Yes, yeah, fucking love it. And I, also, I never had one of those, but I always wanted one. So clever as well. So clever. Filling it with bloody water. Yeah. Yes, brilliant. They they cut the mall's power, and this is where we see what they were spraying on the walls. They've been spraying like directions yep. and like you know they've rigged up a bunch of black lights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like, killers this way, and little arrows and stuff like but, that. Hey, did you see all the little phrases that they wrote? Some of them are really funny. I didn't pay attention to what they were. One no. of them is like, this way, dickhead. Like, it's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> I, I, like, I like that. That's it's so good. good. But this is, this is why this part is probably my favorite, because of the color scheme. Mm. It's all black light and neon. Mm-hmm. It's so... It makes it so much more sinister. Mixed with this feeling like the final stand. Yeah. We've got our survivors. We've got Dana, Josh, and, and Berman, and Martin's here too. And Martin. Um, <laughs> he's not really a survivor because he wasn't really ever yeah. in we danger. We love him, but he we really him. is just here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love him to bits. He's such a great character. But yeah, he is just sort of here for the ride. Yeah. He's a, a po- little bit of a stereotype, but we can look past yeah, that. Yeah, we can look past that a bit. We hear a bell chime as one of the doors opens Everyone hides. Berman and sorry, Ziggy and Martin are caught by deputy, the sheriff's oh, deputy. Kapinski. Kapinski, yeah. that was it. I was trying to remember his name and I couldn't remember. Meanwhile, another cop finds Dana and Josh. Mm-hmm. I don't know who this was. Uh, he's some random. I don't the, think he's appeared before. Yeah. Uh they're they're basically telling them to get out, you know, yeah. you're drop your <clears> weapons. Yeah, drop your weapons, you're intruding. Yeah. You're in the mall when you shouldn't be. Uh, the cop by Berman and Martin is suddenly stabbed from behind. The cop by Berman and Martin is suddenly stabbed from behind by Psycho Milkman. That's all I called him. I hate him so much. He's my he, least. He's favorite. very creepy. He's disgusting. He's got like a little bow tie and a yeah. milkman's outfit, and he yeah. just smiles. And he like gets all like <clears throat> creepy and rapey whenever he gets near a girl. Oh, that's true. He does. He, like, I has, forgot about he that. He starts like licking his Licking tongue out. Uh, but yes, yeah, Psycho Milkman kills the cop. Martin screams, and the other cop shoots the psycho. The milkman turns around and stabs this other cop to death as well. Yeah. So both the cops are dead. Woohoo! Dead things. <laughs> These two didn't. I mean, the. Pro- <sighs> These little piggies didn't make it. These little piggies didn't make it to market. You'll smell bacon. <laughs> Sorry. Because the piggies just got burned. Um, <laughs> Berman leaves Martin with a cord. Uh-oh. Did you Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking autocorrect on this my note system. It's driving me nuts. Uh, so, so Ziggy leaves Martin with a cord and tells him that the killers won't touch him mm-hmm. as long as he doesn't get in the way. Yep. So basically he tells him to, like, keep your back against the wall and the killer will just walk past you. Um, Josh is left with a different cord on the other side of the mall. Yep. While Berman gets into place, Martin is approached by Milkman, who just walks past, and Martin's fucking mortified. Shitting himself. He's, he's brown trousering. <laughs> yeah. He even, like, holds his breath as the Milkman walks past. Yeah. He's uh, like, <gasps> and I would, too, I would be absolutely... That would put the shits up me something fierce. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Another killer walks past Josh. I didn't quite see who it was. I think it might have been Skullface. Maybe. I possibly. Um, Dina makes it to Sam and sprays herself with perfume again. Yep. As a killer, a different killer walks past Berman. The three of them close their traps because they basically sprayed bloody water into each of these three shops. Yeah. 
to and are now them. using the cords to quickly close <laughs> the shutters. The yeah. Yeah, to close the gates, close the shutters, leaving, I put Leather Mask is what I called him. There's like, yeah, a guy with he's like, like not really appeared before now. Like he's been no. in some flashbacks, but that's about it. Yeah, the flash we saw of him, he was like drowning someone in yeah. a lake or something like yeah. that. Uh, Skull Mask, which is, of course, uh, Ryan Torres. Ryan Torres. Or Ryan. The first killer that yeah. we saw in the in 1994. And the Milkman, the creepy Milkman, are yeah. all trapped in stores. Yeah. Meanwhile, we see Axeman. We're, like, now I have Coming. such sympathy for now these killers. Yeah. Because they are not at fault at all. Yeah. Their souls have been sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see poor Tommy, a.k.a. the Nightwing Killer, yeah. walking into another store. Uh, Berman closes the trap on, on Axeman in the bookstore. Yeah. A.k.a. where Heather was. Yeah. And we already learned they set this up. In the first five minutes of the first movie, that that shutter gate doesn't close properly. It jams. It jams. <clears throat> Which is a really easy fix, to be quite honest. If you've like worked anywhere that has one of those, what mm. you got to do is just fucking stand on it. Yeah, <laughs> I've done Which it is... a million times. Which is basically what Ziggy does. Yeah. She or Berman. I keep switching between them. Her name is Ziggy. So Her name, yeah, yeah, we'll call her Ziggy. Yeah. And Ziggy slams down on that gate to shut it. Yeah. Leaving leaving her killer yeah. trapped inside. The killer that Tom. she knows best. Yeah. Poor Tommy Slater. Poor sweet Tommy. AKA our Friday the thirteenth killer. Yeah. Um they regroup. Four of them are trapped. They point, they say. They've got, yeah, because Ziggy got one earlier and then got Axeman as well. Yes, because she's a bad bitch. Because she's a fucking badass. Yeah. Um, Martin points out that it's suddenly gone very quiet. And Berman says he's here and heads out. Everyone else disperses. Uh-huh. The bells of the entrance jingle. A sheriff good enters. He's confronted by Ziggy, a.k.a. Ziggy and Nick mm-hmm. are together again. Standing under the hanging tree. How Standing hun- under the hanging tree where he had saved her. Yeah. We see flashes from their time in 1978, their whole romance, mm-hmm. which at the time was beautiful and so sweet. And now it's really gross. And now it's really tainted. Yeah. Uh, she pulls a cord. And he gets carried. Yeah, he does. She tips uh, just like they did to that girl in the bathroom in 1978. Yep. They, she pulls at the cord. She pulls at a string and it pours a bucket of bloody water on yep. him. And some of the splashback hits her as well. Yes. Worth noting as well that they have also mixed like fluorescent dye into this mixture. Yes. So it's green as fuck. Yes. And it's so Which I think cool. is more for the audience's benefit than anything else. I think so. It also, it also just works for the aesthetic. And oh, it, it definitely just looks works. so cool. It looks amazing. Yes. Yeah, so fluorescent bloody water. Yeah. It's great. The group opens the cages, now with four killers in it, uh-huh. and just releases them. Good. Nick grabs Berman and holds her hostage. What did you write? For some reason I wrote Dana. Dana grabs Berman and holds her hostage. <laughs> Dina did no such thing. <laughs> you will not tarnish my girl's name like this, Jacob. Oh my god. Dina at the moment is just trying to hide. She's yeah. So yeah, Nick Nick Sheriff Good grabs Ziggy and uses her as as a hostage. Yeah. And basically calls out to Dina and tells her to call off the killers. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, these are your serial killers. What's Dana gonna do? Yeah. You made your grave, you lie in it. Honestly. Um, fucking male entitlement on this guy. Good is stabbed in the back by Skullface. Yes. And I was like, fucking retribution. Hell because yeah. he's the one who shot 
Ryan Tor is dead in the first five minutes of the first movie. After having sent him on the screen in the first place. Yep. While Ziggy is then grabbed by the milkman because she is covered in some of the blood. She yeah, got some of the splashback. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good defends himself against Skullface. Uh, and Dana uses a knife to cut her hand to get the killer's attention. Yeah. Because they, I guess, can smell the blood in the air. Presumably, if it's coming straight out of her veins, it'll smell much stronger than the mixture because it's mixed in with other stuff and it will dilute and it. Would, yeah, it will be diluted with the water anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is to save Ziggy. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, Dana has to run because the milkman immediately turns to her. Yeah. And starts going after her. Martin knocks Skull Mask down when he gets too close to Dana. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. He just like, I don't know what, I don't even know what he smacks him with. I don't know. Again, this dude is ride or die. Yeah. He has minimal information. And he, has, like, he has like zero information. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, that guy's going to attack you? Whack. For lesbian love. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, when the killer gets too close to Dana. Martin and Josh lock themselves in a, in a store. Yeah. And um, Ziggy throws away her tainted jumper, the jumper that's got the splashback blood on it. Yeah. Basically throws it into the middle of the floor so the killers will stop chasing her. Yeah. And manages to get into the store with Josh and Martin mm-hmm. as Dana exits through a side door. Dana walks the halls. Um, she's basically following a blood trail, which she's following after Sheriff Good. This was so amazing. And the cut back and forth because this used to be the church. They they cut back to a shop oh, yeah, as she's walking right. as she's yeah. walking through the 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 sort of um, the pathway. It cuts to um, Sarah Good walking the aisle of the church. Sarah Fear. Sorry, Sarah Fear. Oh my God, Sarah Good. No, Solomon uh, wishes. <laughs> it cuts to yeah, Sarah Fear walking the aisle yeah. of the church. Beautiful symmetry. Yeah. Love it. It's so delicious. Just, I enjoy the, the turntables of the scene where Nick is running away scared and Dina is following him through the caves. Yes, absolutely. It's so it's, good. Yes. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's following the blood trail of what in what used to be the church. She climbs down a grate and retraces the steps backwards of Sarah in 1666. She's now going into the grate, not breaking out of it and following that same trail back Mm -hmm. this time, chasing after good instead of good chasing after her. Yeah. Awesome. Good stumbles his way through the caverns as Dana follows Martin Berman. uh, Sorry, Martin Ziggy and Josh shoot the killer with shoot the killers with water guns. So they fight each other. And we basically Monster Battle Royale. Uh, exactly, it's that's great. exactly what I watch. I was like, they basically watch a battle royale of serial killers. Yeah, there's like the leather face one is like slamming poor, uh, poor skull mask into the floor, and Ryan. Yeah, he <laughs> was creepy. Was, he didn't do anything wrong. He wasn't creepy. He was funny. He was he like was that funny, that he, nerdy, goofy kid. If Cam worked in a sex shop, he would be exactly the same way. <laughs> You know, this is the second character you've you've compared to Cam. Yeah, because I'm low key obsessed with Cam. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) they do from like while they're watching the battle royale, they do see in the in the distance Sam run past (laughs) after Dana, and they're like, and they're like, ah, shit. (laughs) They're like, um, Sam's free. She's out (laughs) (laughs) because Sam has managed to finally break the the 
inescapable dreaded foam, foam cord, yeah. <laughs> which is so what? far lasted How did she lasted that? basically three movies at this point. Honestly, like oh Jesus God. Christ. Sam heads into the tunnel after Dana. I assume just following the smell of her blood. Yeah. Uh, while the killers are temporarily dead, having killed each other, the the group heads out only to find more killers have entered the mall. There's the little boy with the weird porcelain mask. Uh-huh. We hear a, a lovely little tune coming from <gasps> that other corridor. <gasps> Who's that? It's Dylan's girlfriend, Ruby Lane. Ruby, my love. <laughs> I've missed you so. Your one true love. Or one, baby girl. One of your true loves. <laughs> I've got a lot, yeah. Ruby Lane. Um, and unfortunately, their water guns are out. They've got that nothing little- left. When they that little that up, I was like, oh, oh I know I that felt sound. That in my guts. I, know, I was like, <laughs> I, I know that sound. That's the sound of you're about to lose the water gun fight. Yeah. Um, Josh refuses to give up and arms himself with an axe. I think it's Tommy's axe, isn't it? It is Tommy's axe. With yeah. Tommy Slater's axe. Um, Good continues through the tunnels, um, talking about his lineage, basically yelling it to Dana as yeah. he's walking through. Uh, he says, we've sacrificed for it, and that made me so mad. You haven't sacrificed shit. That's exactly what I said. I was like, have you, though? A sacrifice Have requires... you really sacrificed anything? Yeah. No. Or you did, you, you, you gave other people's lives. You volunteered other people. It's not even like you had to give someone you love. Yeah. It was just whoever the fuck you wanted. Yeah. I choose that random person I don't know, or yeah. this person who slighted me. Yeah. It's, oh, it made me so fucking mad. Yeah. Dina comes upon the pulsating mass of flesh. Yum. Love it. Josh attacks Ruby Lane, while Dana is attacked by Sam. We cut back and forth between the two. How dare you, Josh? Josh How is, Josh is slashed by Ruby Lane. And that's my girl. And Dina is being strangled by Sam. Yeah. Siblings in, siblings in trouble. Yeah. Uh, Josh, <laughs> I thought Ruby Lane snapped his neck legitimately because she slashed him and then we cut back and then we cut back and I had just heard this yeah and I thought she had like grabbed his head and just twisted yeah I think she just smacks his head on the floor or something like that yeah because when he when he rolls over and moans later I was like oh he's alive oh thank god yeah yeah (laughs) because I thought we were doing the same thing that we did in the first movie where just suddenly main character dies people are dying yeah (laughs) it would have been a great I would have been really mad about it though (laughs) If he had died, I would have been really mad. I thought he did, and then I had to retract. I had yeah. to come back to my notes to correct it. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, okay, he didn't die. Yeah. But I le- legitimately thought Ruby Lane snapped his fucking neck. Oof. And I was like, that's metal as hell. But I no, I think she smacks his head on the floor or something like that. I think so, yeah. I can't quite remember. Um, Dana, while being strangled, implores Sam to stop. She, uh, Sam stops just it's long me. enough. Yeah. It's me, Sam. It's me. Let love overcome the possession. And it does. It does. For just long enough. Just long enough for Dana to throw her off mm-hmm. and knock her out. Yeah. And while Ruby is shot down by Ziggy. My wife. <laughs> you okay, baby girl? Dana crawls and finds Sheriff Good, who grabs her and stabs her. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> the group, um, in the meantime, Martin, Josh, and, and Ziggy make their final stand against the killers. Good says he's going to make her the next killer. Yeah. I don't know whether he means he's going to curse her or just like, you know, 
make a news report that she I killed a whole lot of people. I think he's going to pin it on her. Right, yeah. Di- she's definitely going to die. Yeah. Dina slaps um, his hand onto the pulsating mass of flesh. Yeah. She, like, knocks his hand away and it touches the pulsating mass of flesh, which means... he gets the... He gets the visions of all the victims that have ever been killed by all of the people he he forced to become possessed. Or his family, yeah. His entire lineage of murder. This is your legacy, you miserable little slug. So all the kids who had their eyes scooped out, all the killers whose souls were sacrificed, all of the people they killed, he gets visions of all of them. When he wakes, Dana is gone. Yeah. And he can hear Seraphia's vow against his family. Uh-huh. Wherever you go, I uh-huh. will be the shadow uh-huh. until the truth is known. Massive nerd boner. So good. So Fucking good. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> he stumbles around the caverns, much like we saw when Alice had accidentally touched the pulsating uh-huh. mass of flesh, and sees all the victims. But now it's not just like when Alice did it, she only saw like victims from 1666. Yeah. He's seeing Alice. And Kate. And Kate. And and Simon. Simon And the kids who had their eyes scooped out. It's fucking traumatizing. Love it. So good. It's so good. And like, I swear Arnold was there as well. Probably. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. So good. Sarah suddenly appears and stabs good. In the eyeball. In the eyeball. All the killers. It's so abrupt. Yeah, it's so... And it deserves to be. Yeah, it's so good. She, he just turns around and she just goes... Whoosh, yeah. And it... Yeah. All the killers in the mall turn to piles of flies. Yep, they just... Yeah. Bye, Ruby. I'll never forget you. <laughs> we cut to see Dina is the one who stabbed good. Mm-hmm. So we get that parallel between Dina and Sarah again. I like to think that Sarah momentarily possessed Dina. I like that. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, I don't know how accurate but use, but that's how I like But use the possession for good. Yeah. Yeah. The pulsating mass of flesh sinks into the floor, never to be seen again. Dina wakes Sam, who is now cured of her possession. Yay! Lesbian love lives on. Dana removes her stab-proof vest. I fucking this love this. This was so cool. Because it is just a collection of books taped together, which again is a reference to the first movie because Heather managed to stave off being stabbed the first time by a book. And I'm, I'm not a hundy. I'm fairly confident that they are Fair Street books. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. Fucking love it. They take one la- one last look at Good's body yeah. before they just leave. Yeah. The final ritual room, as the names on starts to sort of crumble, as the names on the pillars disappear, yeah. they all sort of get wiped away. And I, I in my headcanon, like to believe that this is their souls being released. I thought the same. I really hope it is. Like, I don't want these people in hell forever. they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. They were sacrificed. Yeah. As does the witch's mark. That also Mm -hmm. starts to vanish. They follow follow the tunnels up and end up in the Good's house. In Nick's house, yeah. In Nick Good's house. And it is a mick-fucking-mansion. It's a a muck-mansion. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Yeah. We see a family tree above the fireplace, as well as a whole lot of other gaudy, pretentious shit. He has, like... (laughs) 
those stupid fucking inspiration posters that's just like a black border with a picture and then a single word and white underneath. Oh, God, like faith. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. He has a number of those. It's obnoxious. Like, and everything's you're so. You're rich, please hire a fucking decorator. And everything's so white. Yeah. And there's like mounted deer heads and stuff. Like, yeah. such a bachelor pad. Yeah. It's just. Oh, it's just a rich white person house. But, That's, like, you can tell that, like, a single guy lives there as well. Is he single? Yeah, he's single, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we see the family tree posted above the fireplace. Yeah, Solomon at the base. Solomon at the base, yeah. and every every good after that yep. above him. So good. We listen to the news play, as good is implicated in multiple murders. Yeah, he is. I love it. Dina and Josh leave the house. We see a note from Dad on the wall as well. Dina and Sam. That's Dina and, Dina and Josh leave. No, it's Dina and Sam. Oh, sorry, they leave the house, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about when they're... Uh, while the news report's playing, it's uh, oh! it's back at Dana's house. You skipped past a really important part. Oh, where the rich white white couple get hit by a truck? That, that was one very, dude, yeah, yeah. That was very funny. Cause it, yeah, they walk out of Nick's house. And they're and just they're in Sunnyvale. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, they're, they're in Sunnyvale. And then a dude just suddenly gets hit by a speeding truck. Yes. And it signals the downfall of Sunnyvale. It's it. Balance is being restored. Thank you. Yes, it's exactly what I wrote, yeah, in a second that, like, it, yeah, we'll go to that. Yeah, so the news plays, a good is implicated for multiple murders. Dina and Josh leave to go to school. We see a little note from Dad, on a little post-it note next to, like, the, the hook where they hang their coats, and it's like, I've gone for an interview or something I like that. I have a job interview, don't cook. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, it's the perfect tiny sign. That things are looking up. That, not just that things are looking up, that this curse against. Oh, absolutely. Shady side. Yeah. Has been broken. Yeah. They're not all like downtrodden, beaten down. Yeah. Good. They weren't all just shitheads. Because there like Ziggy, like Ziggy said in the second movie, they're shady siders. They're cursed. Their life is always shit. Yeah. But now that's broken because, hey, Dad's got this new interview. Yeah. Hey, Josh and Dina are happy. Yeah. Oh, it's it, that tiny little note tells you so much information. And it's a tiny yeah. post-it, post-it, post-it note. Yeah. Is this the scene where Dina made pancakes as well and they're burnt to shit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I made those with ingredients and shit. Josh is like, I'm still not fucking eating it. He's like, like, oh, you're so good at making... What oh, no, no. It's like, it's like, oh, I have a doctor's note that I shouldn't be eating... Whatever the hell that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, he's got a broken arm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He has, he has a broken arm. Yeah. Maybe that's what went crunch. Maybe that's what crunched. Yeah. Maybe I did hear a crunch. Okay. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, it's like the luck for Sunnyvale and the misfortune of Shadyside has been broken. It's been undone. Yeah. Even slate. Yeah. Sunnyvales don't get the privilege of, you know, the, the good, curse and the shady side yeah. just don't get fucked by it anymore yeah. yep, yep, yep. Um, we see we see Ziggy meets up with Nurse Lane yeah that was really sweet and hands her back her journal yeah and they hug yeah and I thought that was fucking beautiful it was so nice it was so sweet uh, Josh is dropped off at school <laughs> Martin is trying to sell like CD players, I assume he stole they look from like the mall. Radios or something. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. And Josh meets a cute nerdy girl who I I don't know. Like gives Martin advice on how better to like mm-hmm. sell whatever he's selling. And then she she signs uh, Josh's 
Josh's cast, mm-hmm. and she signs it as Queen of Queen of Air and Darkness. Queen of Air and Darkness, AKL, AKA Josh's online AOL girlfriend. Yeah, it was so cute. And I was like, she was oh, such a cute little nerd. I s- be such a cute little nerd. Together. I know, right? I was like, I ship you two so, so fucking hard. hard. Yeah. <laughs> the look on his face, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> Next we see Dana goes to the woods and Sam and Dana honor Sarah. Yeah. Sarah fear the first shady cider. Yeah. And that's so sweet. The couple kiss surrounded by the red moss, which instead full circle baby. Full fucking circle instead of being a symbol of, you know, fear Aaron. and terror and you know the Evil. witch's curse. It's a symbol of their love. It's a symbol of gay love. <laughs> As the camera pulls up and credits begin to roll, the camera cuts through the mall as the cameras, uh, sorry, as the credits start to roll. They go through the mall and then into the back room and then down into the tunnel, into the caverns. We get a shot of the witch's spell book in that mm-hmm. cavern, which is now surrounded completely by police tape. Yep. Little evidence markers all over the place. And the final shot is of the book as somebody grabs it. And rips it away off screen. Rips it away off screen. Roll credits. Yeah. Fucking baller. So good. So that concludes the trilogy of Fear Street. Ending this part, Fear Fear Street Part 3, 1666-2021. Give me your rundown for this movie, Dylan. What did you think of it as far as the script? Oh my god, it's flawless. Are you kidding me? It's pretty fucking good. as I said, as I said earlier, it all ties into being a story about lesbian fury and revenge, and she gets that revenge, and it's so satisfying. Oh, 100%. It's all about, it, it, I'm, I mean, look, I'm obviously a sucker for gays in any kind of movie, but anything that centralizes that. Yes. You cannot take the gays out of this movie. It would not make sense if you did. No, it would not at all. And I love that. Because it's not a movie that is, like, in your face. Hey, look, gays! I mean, it kind of is. Did you see that sex scene? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, that was, just, that was just a sex scene. Yeah. It's not, like, smacking you in the face being like, aren't we good for making a gay movie? Which is what so many movies do. Exactly. It's like, Bly- have you gotten onto Bly Manor yet? No. No, no not okay. yet. It's like Bly Manor in that it's just very matter-of-fact about the fact that... Yeah. There are gays. These characters are gay. It's an integral part of the story. That's yeah. the end of it. Yeah. It doesn't make a big fuss about it. They and did. I love that. I love it so much. So the one little nitpick I had because I wanted my full av- my <sighs> All right, let's hear it. My full Avengers boner that I wanted for this movie is that I wanted all of the killers. I wanted I wanted Sheriff Good to be pulling out all the stops to be ending this yeah so i, I mean, wanted i wanted that final st- i love the bit where they lock the first yeah. four killers in the thing and then, and then and then when it starts to go to shit because they see ruby lane and the little boy with the mask i wanted that more flooded so the by by the yeah. time by the time the curse is ended by nick good being stabbed like the martin josh and ziggy are on their last leg because yeah. they are vastly fucking outnumbered yeah. and there's like 30, fair, 30 or 40 killers in there to be fair I'm not sure that it would make a difference between like 7 or 8 immortal serial killers and 100 uh, they're still immortal serial killers you were still fucked either way absolutely but I wanted more I wanted I didn't I was happy with 
what we got because yeah that's fair like it implies obviously that there's a lot more of them but we never yeah. see any of them no these are the ones we've seen in various states throughout the movies yeah. movies but also coming from a purely movie making standpoint that would have cost a lot that would have been very expensive because they'd have to design the costumes design and the costumes hire the extras make an actor yeah. special effects more fight scenes more complicated fight scenes yeah but even like you could have them like slowly flooding in and just use them as extras and then yeah. use the final you don't even have to have them fighting all of them just have that final scene of like the three of them backed against a wall and just this crowd yeah this crowd of killers I feel like bearing down on them. If I had watched that, if that's what what had happened, mm. I would not like it. Oh, I, really? I think I would feel like it was... Too much. Too much and a bit of a cop-out. Okay. I, that's fair. Yeah. Difference of opinion. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what they did. I fucking loved it's it. so good. Especially with, you know, Ziggy being the one to put the Nightwing killer to trap the Nightwing killer yeah. and stuff like that. It was just, it was so poetic and Everything beautiful. was very, everything about these movies is very thought out. Oh, 100%. And like, it's so many movies these days are just slapped together, they, them, yeah. without much thought. It's like, you can tell that they didn't have an ending when they started writing the story. Mm. This was very, very meticulously planned. Because Yeah, because of so many things that are referenced to other parts of the trilogy. Do you know what's really fun? Go on then. In the first movie, mm. when uh, Nick is taunting Martin in the jail cell with the spray cans. Yes. And he goes, Martin, around here, people show me a little respect. They call me Sheriff Good. And he walks out and Martin goes, Sheriff Good? More like Sheriff motherfucking evil. Foreshadowing. It's okay. everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's very well done. Yeah. So I shouldn't need to ask, but on your personal rating, one being awful, ten being amazing, where would you personally rate this for yourself? 50,000 out of 10. <laughs> I cannot overstate how much I love these movies. I've literally, since we started recording these episodes, I've probably watched them all in their entirety like a half dozen times. Oh my god. I love them so much. They're very good. I gave this, like, I've given all of them an 8 out of 10, and I think the more times I watch it, the more times I'm going to love this. Yeah. Again, you've got to watch it at least twice. Yes. I'm going to go through and do another round with, with my partner or with my parents or something like that. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. get that second adrenaline rush yeah, from this. So, we like to give credit where credit's due. So, is a particular actor or character you'd like to give props to for part three of Fear Street? Well, my first instinct is... Um, Dina, I'm not sure what her actor's name is. Mm. Um, just playing Sarah Fair, like... She did a fantastic Really job. good job. Yeah. But in saying that, what I said earlier about um, Tommy, Mad Thomas. Yes. Yeah. Insanely good actor. Yeah. I genuinely forget when I'm watching 1666 that, that he's that the is same actor. Tommy, that yeah. is the same guy. It's Couldn't very, be very good. Yeah. I wanted to give props to Ashley Zuckerman, who played Solomon slash Nick Good. Oh, fair. I thought he was such a good villain. He, again, on the rewatch, oh my god, he does such a good job. Now yes. it, you're so right. He's he fucking such great. a smarmy little fucker. You watch him and, then, and you're like, I hate this but guy. But then in 1666, Solomon, you're like, oh my god, the one sensible human being. And then he turns out to and be And then he turns really out to be a piece of shit. Unhinged. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I wanted to give 
Credits all round. Yeah. Again. Everyone is so good. The returning cast who either reprised the same role or took a role in um, in Dana's Visions of 1666. Yep. Mwah, brilliant. Yep. All the actors who, again, continued on from 1994 Part 2. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Yep. Everything. There's not a bad actor anywhere to be seen. Shout out, they- so Shout funny. out, Martin. This Every so character funny. deserves props. The costumers, the writers, oh, the director, God. the, the editing, set design. The co- yeah, the colors and the, oh my God. The music, everything. It's fucking, it's, if you have not seen this, fucking watch these movies. They're so damn it's an good. Absolute joy to watch, which is why I'm still mad that you're saying 8 out of 10. <laughs> I told you once I rewatch it, it'll be like a 10. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, because, absolutely. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was teasing you. I was teasing you at work today, where I was just like, "Yeah, so I watched part three. It was shit." <laughs> and I nearly fucking hit you. <laughs> oh my god! It's just the relationship we have. My headache hadn't even set in yet, and I was like, "I will kill you." <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me, Dylan, for the final part of Fear Street. We, it's done. All three parts are done. I'm sad that it's done. I could talk about these movies forever. It's okay. You could get to come back and now explore new movies with me. I mean, yes, but also Fear Street. <laughs> I'm sure you've got plenty more movies that you'll have to show me. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me, Dylan. And I hope you come back for another episode. In fact, I, I assume you will at this point. I'm basically a, a, a series regular at this point. I, I think at this point, yeah, five episodes. Yeah, honorary and, co-host. Uh, yeah, five, <laughs> five out of 37 is pretty impressive. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, yeah, join us again next week. We'll be back for another movie. Bye now. Bye. Thanks again to our guests, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite.